Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, December 19th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Merge DAO Q&A. Let's take a listen. Let me change my name to, to Merge DAO. Yeah, it's about time. Do you want to run the official announcement space now? Or should we perfect the pitch before we do that? We should talk to each other about what the pitch is first in private. And then we should talk publicly. Now would mm-hmm. be a mistake okay. since it's in your mind and I don't have an ability to read your mind. You do. That's fine that you won't admit it live, but you do. Um, all right, fine. Do you want to hop off and do that call now and then come back later? Mm, no. No, I don't want to do any more work today. I'm eating a tortilla. If you had one message to the lung community, what would it be? Um, just one. Hmm. Figure out, figure out what this project is trying to achieve um, before you do anything else. Do you think that structure is a good answer? No, no, I don't think. I don't think that that's the root problem. I don't think structure is the root root issue um, because you don't necessarily need structure around. Like, like, what are you, what are you building it around? What you need is a common goal and an idea and an objective. And then many groups can work to achieve that objective. It doesn't have to be one structured thing for lawyers. And by the way, that this whole thinking of needing to hire legal professionals, it's, it's coming from this mindset, the incorrect mindset. The mindset you need is a, is a, a DeFi or a crypto mindset, which is it's not about responsibilities and roles anymore. It's about incentives. It's about making sure you understand who is incentivized to do what and why. And then you set them up so that people can't weaponize the chain against you, etc. It's not about like finding out their home address and suing them. It's about making sure they can't um, inflict damage on you or whatever in the first place because they're economically not incentivized to do that. This is, this is the way of thinking that needs to be learned by all these various people. I would agree with that uh, years, but I would, I guess one caveat I would, I would add to that is at least if you're, if you live in the United States, you can be sued for, um, for like unwrapping a ham sandwich. So, um, and I guess the, the payoff structure is such that like, uh, you know, you can be thrown into a class action suit or something. And, um, uh, so I guess if you're doxxed and you, um, you are an American citizen, I would say you're kind of disqualified from which may be, I mean, maybe that's, that's all, that's what it has to be, uh, for it to be, uh, you know, DeFi, um, and stuff, but, but, uh, the law, um, 
the law is quite, uh, you know, and also in the U.S. I don't know how it works in the U.K. or other, you know, jurisdictions, but you can, you know, government can can sue you for pretty much any any accusation that gets traction in in media as well. So, and then suddenly you're out like potentially large amounts of money. So, if you're thinking, if we're thinking as a protocol about you know, we might want to, and this all like feels so far in the future now, but like if, if as a protocol, if we rewind three months and we are like, oh, you know, maybe we want to get a, get a stable coin like, or an AFT like thing going, um, it would be absolutely guaranteed that at some point, every, every targetable kind of leadership person on the chain, uh, would get some kind of a court summons from some U.S. government authority if they lived in the United States. Like, I don't know. So that's my one. Yeah, that's one, one caveat I would add to that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely true that if you like, so the only reason I think anyone should ever dox in crypto is if you have to do like a fundraising round and you have to like create a business, an entity, and you have to start a project. Like, a, it's like a startup, but it is a startup. Okay, so now you have to dox to certain people, and now your names on various written agreements, and now you have obligations. It's like okay, at that point, you need to speak to lawyers. Um, if you're just voting in governance, and like I, I think there's a there's a certain mindset that a lot of people seem to have, which is um, the chain in itself is some kind of business that needs a corporate structure built around it and has needs to have lawyers. I don't see it that way at all. I think Lunk is, it's kind of just like sitting there running. It's more like a commodity. It's more like we found a gold mine and, and uh, how are we going to use the gold and how are we going to, how are we going to, um, um, like what's, what's the idea? It's more like a commodity than it is something that is a business that needs various CEOs and CMOs to be um, assigned roles around. But that, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean that I, that part I, I do agree with, I would say if you're like, I can just say when, you know, back when we were talking about the, the five person multi-sig that became the nine person multi-sig, it did, um, there was this issue of, you know, okay, basically all of us are, you know, all of the people who, who have significant, the personalities that have significant amounts of trust uh, within the community with the exceptions of, I think, uh, Lunkdao, um, and, and I guess P PFC was, 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 uh, his name was included on the nine person multi-sig as well. And he's not doxxed. So I think with those two exceptions, every single other person is doxxed. So, um, so it was the, the, the legal thing is a very, it's a thorny topic because of like, the the personal liability downside is is quite quite large and then we eventually we eventually almost like like disbanded the multi-sig because there was so much like acrimony around it plus plus like um you know you could be sued so easily and so i think like all the americans ended up like resigning from the multi-sig and it was mostly for like legal liability in the face of like a very divided community where you could very easily get sued for an amount of money that, that dwarfed like just the legal cost of defending yourself against a dumb lawsuit would be more than like what you get paid. So just for some context, anyway, I don't want to talk about that too much. So I'll mute back out. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I wasn't paying too much attention with this whole like the multi sig thing and that whole episode. Of, and and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It it's like the way I saw it, or, or my inter- my interpretation of it was, you'd had a chat with Doe. He'd said and said, "Hey, there's these funds. Can the lunk can the lunk community use them for something?" And he said, "Uh, yeah, okay, sure." And then it sort of said, "You said, all right, let's have a council of trusted people." And then let's use this to do something like like fund a team. Um, and then it blew up into, oh, no, 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 you can't have that money. That's, that's the community's money. And oh, no, no, all these various reasons why you shouldn't be able to spend it. <laughs> you shouldn't be able to use it. So now it's obviously doing nothing at all. Um, it's crazy. If people, were like, <laughs> if people were like threatening legal action, to me, it just, that's just, I don't know, whatever. It, that's just like decentralized nonsense um and that's why you'll you'll never find me doxing man like in a million years <laughs> like not in a million years um i am ox ears or various other aliases but you will never no one's ever going to see my face unless i'm going to call with you and then maybe maybe i'll give you one, your name my name if uh if i'm feeling a little bit tipsy or something but um i don't know <laughs> it's just, just ridiculous but essentially, this comes back to um, a lot of people saying they need to hire a bunch of people to do something to provide structure and we need lawyers. It's like, fine, but what are all these people doing? <laughs> What's, like, let's all, let's all go sit in an office together. Let's hire a bunch of top talents and CEOs and CMOs and some top coders. Let's go sit in an office together and go, right. What are we doing? Like, what, what's the plan? How are we getting paid? Wait, who's paying us? Uh, what's what's the purpose of this this business we've created? So um, I don't know. I don't know how this started. Dow, you you asked me one thing. <laughs> what's the one thing I would ask? Uh, one piece of advice to give the community: it's figure out what the fuck you're doing. Um, and it keeps coming back to this. And if anyone comes up and starts using metaphors about leading sheep, and we can all do this, do this together. And we can all uh, succeed if we just work together and clap our hands or whatever. <laughs> I'm just going to leave because I've had enough of it. So you don't think structure is the solution. But what about a holacracy? Do you think that could help? <laughs> uh, not just a structure, but a malleable structure that can adapt to the current needs and where autonomous policy decisions can be made within each supercircle and subcircle. Something more malleable that lacks the, the confines or the constraints of a normal structure and can adapt to a really changing situation. Could something like that be a solution? I guess I, like, like I, I'd written a Medium article a couple months ago on like some kind of a, like how the chain ideally, because it's, it's, it's always been like, you know, five to 15 different, like, you know, uh, Game of Thrones, uh, you know, noble or whatever, like warring, uh, you know, tribes. Um, maybe that's too generous actually. Um, but, but, uh, like it needed a way to sort of, um, you know, uh, bring in, incorporate different productive groups of people that, um, and incorporate their work and like, like make them part of a you know, sort of, sort of like how like a parliamentary democracy like Israel works where you, you know, you have an election and then you have you know, there are 15 parties or whatever, and then they, they kind of self or, you know, the, 
the a majority of them self-organize into like a mutually a consenting majority. Um, and, um, and I think uh, the holacracy kind of felt like a pretty, it felt like, like something in a very similar sort of vein, but I guess I never, it also had like so many micro rules that I never got a clear picture in my mind of how it would work. And, and I think, I think that's, um, I feel like the disagreements are like more basic than that. It's like, it's like, like years had just said, you know, there needs to be a common, a common goal and a common vision first. And then, and once you get that, you say, okay, we, we need to delegate authority to a a trusted group of personalities to, to pay for work that's needed to, 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 um, to get us to that goal. And, um, and I feel like there's, there's been, just a lack of a, a lack of a goal or right. A common goal. Like I think I feel like four months ago, some kind of, you know, uh, it was like restore governance and then, you know, fix and fix and, and re- resurrect the UST in some better in some like legally and programmatically improved way was a very common goal. And, and somewhere in between, all the different personalities and backstabbings and dramas, the, the common goal kind of went away. And I'm not, I I don't, I wouldn't know. I feel like that could, that is still the common goal of people, but like if they were to say who, who could do that, you know, there, there'd be, there'd be 5,000 different lists of like the right people who, who would accomplish that. Uh, So um, that's the, the common vision uniting you know finding a common vision to unite around is, is step one yeah decentralized economies need decentralized money it's still true it's still true even though the first time it didn't work there's lessons that can be learned and we can apply them to a new a new uh, stable coin for sure or stable asset or whatever you want to call it fungible fungible something i bruce can i say something about like what you do in a company, like strategic management, you know, I mean, people often confuse vision and mission, right? That's a big, big mistake. A vision is like a far out goal that it's like a, let's say more like an esoteric thing that your company wants to achieve. A mission is really that target and the reason why you have actually that kind of blockchain in existence, right? So, and then when you have these two things figured out, you go to strategies, culture, and structure of the company. And to be honest with you, this is, I haven't seen a company where you don't have a pretty clear way of how this is figured out. Like you have one CEO, you have a couple of people that are delegated, have delegated responsibilities downstream and that what you should do in any kind of common enterprise, right? Because you just, you see the mess, right? I mean, that's it. I think we should buy a piece of graph paper, um, maybe get a compass, draw some circles, some dashed lines. Um, then diagrams, you know, like are a bit overrated. What if the circles were drawn in dashed lines, maybe a little bit more permeable? Mm. Uh, then we could like um, combine level 10 and Euro's ideas together and uh, we can all moon together, ladies and gentlemen. Sounds very promising. Tell us more. Well, first of all, I own already two companies that I manage myself. I have no fucking time. I'm just listening. I have no beef in the game. So I'm just trying to help here 
from, let's say, just listening to a lot of people that are kind of, I don't know what's the right word here. Uh, misguided is probably the right word. So that's code for you like the graph paper idea. Nah, nah, just telling stupid stories on Twitter spaces. That's as far as much as work as you get out of me free of charge. You know, I'm on the pay me first side. Uh, you think like maybe quarter inch squares? Would that be a good scale for this thing? Yeah, we, I use millimeter paper here in Europe, you know, so. Jesus Christ, you genius Europeans. Uh, millimeter squares, like, okay. Fine. I'll order that shit well next thing you know we'll have like a venn diagram of the holacracy yeah jesus no sorry guys i just it's just what i can what i can say you know this really needs some i mean there needs to be some guidance as, as as long as people are fighting this way and discussing it just leads to absolutely nothing you know i mean um what about like some combination of like crayons and we could use like you know those little letters with magnets on the back of them that you put on your refrigerator um you know like i think my little one learned how his abc's on that thing right it's like a little magnet board i personally like the etch -a sketch you, thing you, you know it's it. kind of sustainable you know you can erase it etch, etch -a sketch yeah, yeah. but what if someone shakes it like slinky over here comes in there and like shakes the etch-a-sketch and now our whole plan is like down the drain well that's basically just what people do here in these spaces every 10 minutes right it's, they shake their phones and everything starts from the beginning that's an interesting perspective yeah maybe like we need an app where you just shake the phone and it will arbitrage like it'll ask uh chat gpt like for a governance proposal and if everyone likes it we'll hit yes if not, we'll just shake it again and like try again and like confetti will spray from the top and we'll have like another proposal. Um, well, we can we can get to proposal 10,956, maybe even get to like 20,000 proposals if we try hard. Yeah, honestly, you know, if you look at the fractal theory, you have a good chance that you get it right, you know, just by pure chance. Let me run, let me, let me throw out a, a very, uh, a, a trial balloon. What if, if there's like, five different development groups on on luna classic and they seem to have a lot of trouble agreeing on like what the right vision is what if all five of them like started their own separate uh blockchains and airdropped like 75 percent of it to lunk holders i think that's basically what we want but we're waiting for Lord Do Kwon to make it a reality, an easy reality. But that that is what should happen. All of these little tribes should just get the hell away from each other and get on their own land, split it all up, make a fence. We don't have enough fences. Yeah, once the once the once the subchain idea happens, right? Like on Luna Feather, um, this type of thing that Alex described is going to be an, a reality. Like people are going to try to get you to stake with their new coins on their new little chains and they're going to ask you to like maybe park your luna there exchange for this lunked out token and um you know and then uh that will be used to acquire voting power to uh, crush the insects um as it were and i think this is going to be a thing uh 
we're not that far away from all that happening, Alex. And there's a there's this other um, this, this other protocol that I've heard about. It's called something like manifold or manifest or something. Uh, I forget the exact name. There are cosmos based like like a automated blockchain deployment uh projects and i th- i think they're kind of far along and I, like they've where they basically basically they they boil down the cost of launching your own self-sovereign blockchain down to like 30 minutes and like zero dollars zero dollars i don't know where they get like the validator network and the um uh a lot of that other basic infra- infrastructure or how they do ibcs or whatever but um but I, I do feel like the cost of blockchain deployment is going to zero very quickly and um and you know there's there's so much excess capacity in blockchains right now like like so many of these blockchains are just like you know a network of computers that are supposed to talk to each other but have very little to say and so there's lots of excess hardware capacity and um someone's going to figure out a way to 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 make this a reality very soon it sounds like feathers yeah, cap- might- capital capital's going to flow directly to where the attention is i think more than anything so some sort of services apps and entertainment one of those those are the way to draw people now uh like you said there's just a vast excess of block space and um <laughs> like it's becoming easier by the minute so imagine like the merge where you have like, let's say the LunkDAO chain and you could um, stake your Luna Classic or and or your Luna tokens there. Uh, and, you know, then st- that's where the games begin. Right. And then you can do all sorts of cool shit there. Um, that'd be an example of how you could uh, set up a merge, essentially. You use these existing tokens, you leave those chains alone, and you come and um, use your liquidity to, um, I don't know, go play on something new, <laughs> but while still having your your yield or whatever from your existing tokens. There's all sorts of fun stuff that can be done. Ox, did you speak with um, Lung Dao about the fight happening? Because I just got home from training. Because maybe you haven't oh told them that. Um, which, which, which fight happened now? There's a fight happening, man. I'm whooping classes ass for free, man. No pays. We're, we're putting some coins up for classic to use and feed his family. Meanwhile, I'm not getting paid. I'm just whooping his ass for free. Ox ears, have you told the... You told what, what, what happened, man? What happened to your money? What happened to classy? Classy is getting paid from the community, but I'll be whooping his ass for free. There's a fight coming. Ox ears, you haven't told the community... No, I haven't. I haven't told them about this conversation we had in a space yesterday. Um, X sometimes wants uh, to have a card with Classy Crypto, where he fights Classy Crypto, and there's Whoop another his fight. Ass, not fight. Whoop his ass. For right. Free. Um, I'm not sure about the weight classes, and I'm not sure he's going to sanction this. But um, essentially, this would be uh, a fight between Luna Classic. Um, people. In fact, the original idea, I have to give credit where credit's due, uh, was was uh, was Sefi, who came up with this originally. And I think then Coach copied him, and then I copied Coach. Don't, and don't that's do where it. it came from. I will jump off a cliff. You shouldn't do that. So we're still, we're waiting for the community, you know, to 
do the necessities, you know, so this fight can happen. Meanwhile, um, I wanted to I wanted to ask the the um, the disciple, you know, Lungdao himself, if there's a if there's a there's a possibility where we can have like a think tank, you know, because I was in Sefi's space, I think that was yesterday, and Ox was there as well, and some other brilliant people from the community. I was I was totally impressed with what Sefi was saying. I feel we have great minds in this community. If there's a way we can just get these people together somehow that, you know, we can try to have a think tank that can move move this chain because we've been hearing from shitty people for, for the past several months, you know. Yeah, Maybe well, people... they're all here, ex somethings. We're all here and we've already decided that uh, we need to merge and that's the conclusion. I think everyone intelligent believed in the merge a month ago when I first said it. And everyone else is just catching up. And the less intelligent people are, the more fear is needed for them to accept the merge. And that's just how things go. But there's no need to think anymore. We just need to merge. Daryl, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. You, you, you called me up to the spaces here. Well, obviously, CEOs of, of LunkDAO have been discussing the merge for several months and the, the pros and cons. And you've always been like firmly anti-merge. So I'm pretty shocked to be like coming up on stage here and seeing Merge DAO as the host, uh, and and this being Merge DAO Q and A HQ. So, like, what's what's happened in the last sort of twenty four forty eight hours? I don't know who you spoke to before, but this has always been Merge DAO, and we've always believed in the merge. I got it. It was one of the other dissenting CEOs. Bruce has, uh, I think he's licensed, you know, due to a uh, demand, I think he like licensed his voice out like as a, as an AI. So I think anybody can now like rent his, his voice and then use that in their spaces. I think that's what happens. Yeah. Like anytime you come to my spaces, you'll see that uh, it says coach Bruce Wrangler. That is the AI coach using the voice technology. I mostly just use his voice to draw in a fun audience. Uh, people love the like, like whatever the fuck British thing he does, and all of that, and you know it's really popular. And then other times he's here, like there's this Lunk Dow thing going on and merging, and I don't know what else. Um, I'm confused, honestly. I have no idea what's happening. Uh, can you further clarify what this merge would look like? Because we we were told we wouldn't be able to completely abandon the classic chain and just move into, you know, the 2.0. So can you just clarify what this merge would look like? Look, man, look. It, it just started as a beautiful idea and it's up to us to make it real. And that's the truth of it. It's a, a dream, a hope. It's... It's what you daydream about when you're lonely at home and waiting for your husband to come home from the sea. It's in that realm, and we can make it a reality. It's, it's not, don't imagine it's, it's in the tangible realm. You take an idea, you work with it together. It's a piece of putty. It's a piece of dough. You, you need it. You, you do whatever you need to it. You make it a real thing, and then together you consume it. And that's where we are now. We're in the, the realm where there are many things we can do to merge, but we can decide it together. We can assemble a think tank to merge. You manifest it. 
but but friends, we have to be careful. You have to understand that, like, when you go into the church of the merge, there'll be people praying at the altar. They are hypocrites. They will pretend. They will like prostrate themselves in front of the altar of the merge and pretend to be real mergers, but in fact, they are hypocrites. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. and they must be purged from our church uh, immediately. Otherwise, you're going to poison the well of the believers of the merge. And I fear that that type of poison is something we cannot allow in our house. I don't believe the merge Dow God would approve of these types of shenanigans in our place of worship. I just want to make something clear to everybody, including Sefi. Uh, we, we are seriously uh, going to merge these, these blockchains. That's, that's what's going to happen. Um, it's not a joke. This is not a, it's not a, a religious experience. It's just a practical um, logistics, blockchain, game theoretical, think tank experiment, live. It makes sense. The, um, the exact way we'll do it needs to be determined. But there are a lot of options here. It can definitely be done um, in, in many different ways. And we're at the point of max fear right now where it really should be done in order to save the Elon community. It's really like the, the life raft arriving at the Titanic after it's already capsized and the people are in the water for two, three hours. They already have severe hypothermia. So it's like, save them now or they'll sink to the abyss. But will we, will we agree to take on the doubters? Uh, well, one of the, the real believers at some point in the future. One of the merge proposals is to only only merge Lunkdow stakers because they've been suitably filtered. We performed a kind of um, ongoing filtration system where anyone who doesn't have a sense of humor, anyone who doesn't have sufficient intelligence has unstaked and removed themselves or blocked us maybe. And now we have this selection of 20,000 Lunkdow stakers who are screened by their ability to contribute, by their ability to make others laugh and have fun, and by their ability to be in this space now. And maybe they are the ones who should be saved, that, that select 20,000 people. Because really, what are the others worth? Probably nothing if they can't even laugh at a joke. Well, mm. that's, that, that's a great point. But I mean, I think, I think in seriousness, though, right, like, like you know, when, when you think about how, you know, some kind of airdrop could be done, Right, there are different users with clearly, um, you know, different levels of buy-in to the idea. Right, like there are people. Lunk has a bunch of users with their coins on Binance, and we know that, like, we know that, like, like users on centralized exchanges are probably like the least engaged in the chain. They might not have any clue what what a blockchain is, you know. So, um, and this and this could be done in a way that could. Um, encourage more people to bring their funds on chain right like if you said okay if if your if your funds are in in a, a cx wallet right like like a um you sort of signal that you're like the lowest value user but b the centralized exchanges always screw these airdrops up and f like for a million different reasons or maybe they just take the airdrops for themselves like who knows so we could say, you know, you have to bring your coins on the chain to be eligible or, you know, uh, that could be like one criteria. And then you, um, there, there are like ways this could be logistically done 
that um, that would actually be positive for for the chain if we could get a lot of people to figure out the difference between like flipping paper lunk on binance versus actually trading it on chain and getting some of them to bring it on chain to be eligible for an airdrop that would be a big win for the lunk chain and, or you know the merger chain it, it would be a big it would be a big win like regardless of what the community decides it wants no, but Dao, Dao, honestly, you know, it wasn't it wasn't Christ that wrote the Bible, right? It was the disciples that wrote the Bible. So in this case, we, we don't have to who are we waiting for? If we have Peter, we have we have, you know, the disciples here. So I feel like we don't have to wait for anybody's permission on how to go about what this merge would look like. So I expect you as the right-hand man to, you know, to Christ, to just come up and tell us what Christ think about this situation. And, you know, let's, let's go ahead, man. If we're, if we're abandoning the, the classic and we're just, you know, downsizing our coins, 2 million becomes 2, 2.0, then fuck it. We go to the moon together, right? Um, long tower. I would, you know, invite you to consider a path for redemption. If I could remind you to, you know, once upon a time, a space you held where you had a story about the Angulamala and the, you know, the man of a thousand fingers and the path to redemption, you know, that he took, you know, like you, you, you spoke such a riveting tale that it, you know, it resonated in my, uh, in my brain, you know, in, in a manner of speaking, um, I would, you know, I invite you to think about that, you know, um, and Alex, um, please go back to your, uh, your, your DMs. Um, I, I would like to uh, continue that conversation that we had. Please and thank you. The back channels, man, man in the back channels. Listen, everybody, As a ma- hold there on. is a team. Mr. Iris, oh, um, hold, on. You- hold on, madman. I don't like that. You should have conversations with Alex in a public setting in this space right now. You should carry on your conversation, whatever you're doing in DM secretly in the back channels right now in this space, because as MergeDAO, as the Lunk blockchain community, we uphold the principles of transparency and openness and permissionlessness and non-custodial nature of all blockchains. So please do not slither away. Do not scuttle into your back channel dark corners where you're doing your, your shady dealings together. Have it out in the open. And don't imagine we'll forget this. We won't. I'm, I'm, I'm very well, you know, happy to do that. As a matter of fact, I started this conversation on May 21st with Sefi. I continued this conversation throughout the past several months. I invited you to that conversation to which you, Lunk Dow, Mr. Coach Bruce, said, oh, no, uh, I, I don't know anything about that. And then you went on mute. That was in your space. Several times. Um, now... I would like to uh, continue the conversation, and the conversation is on the matter of uh, Sefi. I brought this up yesterday. Uh, Ryan, you were there as well. Uh, this was the conversation on a VIX-Y alternative to UST and, and the situations that could be you know, proposed, whether they're positive or negative, uh, regarding a delta-neutral LP and such a uh, collateralized, uh, you know, uh, derivative that can be used i mean if anyone's on the you know uh, luna v2 and is an avid user of it they should be very well aware of the c tokens that were um, that were produced by spectrum protocol it's uh, it's announced in the uh 
in the grants discussion, uh, I think for the emergency allocation and uh, when, you know, I guess it was like a review of what the projects were doing with the funds that they had received. And that was part of their roadmap. And I had been speculating on this, you know, this type of idea for quite a, you know, for quite some time. And it was before they had even introduced it. Um, not to say that you know, we had any back channel, you know, dealings or discussions or whatever you want to call it. Um, I didn't even bring it to, you know, to their, to their, uh, to their attention. I just figured that because they had the liquid pylon vaults from, uh, you know, from, you know, Terra V1. Uh, you know, before the crash, you know, just when we were, you know, entering into the crash, you know, there was around the time that it was just launched, that it proposed an opportunity, you know, by which we could, you know, think collectively as existing protocols, you know, to kind of, uh, you know, produce, you know, some alternative means by which we could, you know, continue, you know, some, uh, some activity on the chain. A lot of the, you know, protocols have their fee tokens, you know, set up for uh, USTC and I could only think that it's only a matter of, uh, you know, switching some of the, uh, you know, configurations from, you know, project to project to take the fee token and something else. So long that it is not Luna or Lunk at the time, you know, so as to bottleneck the self-pressure on Luna, you know, if that was the case, we were having the uh, limit burn uh, mechanism, uh, you know, in place. I would think that either by, you know, changing the UI to, you know, showing dollar denominated terms of the value, because did you see, you, you take a look at CoinHall, they do the same, but it's, but, you know, just a quick toggle, uh, you can see the dollar denominated value as opposed to what your lump looks like in USTC, you know, and it makes it easier for users who, especially those who cater to the unit bias, uh, you know, because everybody wants to trade their, you know, you know, their coins for some type of unit of one. Uh, that's why everybody wants everything to one dollar, and that's why everyone thinks that you know, oh, we don't need to you know take this shit to a, you know to one dollar. We could peg it to one penny, so long as it's some type of unit of one that could be you know measured and tracked. So I can't understand why you know people would go long on a VIX, you know, uh, you know whether it's a VIX X or the VIX Y, you know. And while there is heavy you know pressure against the you know the Dixie, the DXY. And why we can't do the same thing, you know, as I understand it, you know, in the foreign version of uh, Binance, not Binance US, but Binance.com, there's BTC down, where it's pretty much the uh, the chart for Bitcoin, you know, upside down. And if you go long on that, it's effectively a short that you can open on Bitcoin, you know, and anybody holding, you know, a short on Bitcoin while going long and it, it effectively establishes themselves a, uh, you know, a delta neutral position. And that was one of the benefits of, you know, doing short farming and long farming on uh, Mirror Protocol. So if you want to go ahead and have this conversation in the open, I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to have the conversation out in the open. I've been demanding this fucking conversation for several fucking months. And it's hard to pick the brains. It's like squeezing water from a rock. And I'd love to hear some of the conversation going on about it. I get a little passionate, you know, maybe it's the passion and not having to respond with such a snarky response. I'm trying to have a, a general this feels like a conversation best suited to the back channels. Um, it's very in-depth and technical. And I yeah. feel like a public space is not the best place to talk about such things. Yeah. like, you, like want to, you want to talk about my money behind my back? Come on. Oh, sorry. I accidentally muted you. Well, I didn't mean to press that button. Um, Madman, well, your, your conversation was with Alex, and he is left in, in disapproval of what you were saying. So. Um, I think it's probably up to you to apologize to him in private now. 
and to have a back channel conversation. And then when you can forge uh, an alliance of ideas, you can maybe present that to the merge DAO panel in one of these spaces. I will continue to ask these questions. I will continue to review the spaces as they are recorded so that I can take notes. I think by accident, I was uh, hot mic'd, you know, flipping through pages, trying to uh, jot more notes and look back on notes uh, so that I can, you know, better properly frame, you know, the next question and the next question so that I could get the right answers. Um, because I think they are answers, you know, uh, you know, worth uh, having Mad and they are questions worth asking. Madman, uh, can you flip back in your records the, in the sonography uh record can you look back to the part where the community wanted to sue alex maybe we can sue him since he left no really i think it's time for suing because i'm up for suing at this point man people just go behind my back and discuss about my money and they come uh, I, I'm, I'm tired of judas you know I, how long can i can i I'm tired of Judas, really, man. I think it's time if you if we want to have ideas, you want to talk something about this community, you say it in the presence of 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 myself and the rest of people that have money invested here. I don't want I don't want two three people to go behind my back, talk about my money, come to my front, and then tell me something. And 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 I don't like that, you know. Say it in front of me. I know you're you're trying to, you know. Don't do this, man. I want you to say in front of me, let me hear what you're planning to do with my money. Uh, yep. Sometimes um, you were in the spaces just a few days ago when I was uh, talking about this, uh, you know, this project altogether. Uh, as a matter of fact, I already, you know, initially wrote about it. Uh, it's on the Agora forums. It's been there since May. I haven't taken anything down. Um, I don't delete my comments. I don't delete my posts. I'm a, I'm a firm, you know, fan of transparency, uh, and, and enough, you know, that I'm going to go ahead and try and be as immutable as I can with my own comments and statements. So, you know, if anyone wanted to scroll back to a, you know, something I said in the Discord, any Discord, they can see it. Um, I like. I've been I like asking that it from point penny. to point that to one point. Penny, I like it. I like it. I like when you said that one penny. I, I related. I like it. I like one. That penny. was not. That wasn't even my. Uh, that wasn't even you know my proposal. That I believe um, that was speculated between uh, Sefi and Ryan Lyon, uh, and a couple others. What so if? I'm not going to give them the credit all altogether, but you know they were the fans of that. Uh, Sefi, go ahead. Ryan, from a from a tokenomics perspective, what if we passed a governance proposal that simply states that. Uh, Luna Classic will be worth one dollar. You think passing a proposal will make it happen? Sefi, that's a silly question. <clears throat> what but, are uh, you is Sefi, are you taking some kind of drug that you are consuming with your mouth into your stomach? Mm. Yeah, maybe. What I would like to hear from 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 Madman as a takeaway, maybe like come back into a future spaces, is is his thoughts on like the mechanism of the merge and 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 how he envisages it working because it seems like he's well researched in in all things Terra Classic and uh, Terra V two. So I'd definitely like mm -hmm. to hear his thoughts presented back in the future. Yeah, I appreciate you giving me the time to review because I've been actively trying to you know. Push that aside 
and stay, you know, focused on, uh, you know, on small things, you know, trying to work on small wins. I think you bring a lot to the that. merge idea, Madman. You should, um, yep. you should focus your attention on merge. I think that would be the best use of your brain, Madman, to help us solve this merge puzzle. Because it is a puzzle, and it does have a solution. And the ones we might have thought of might not be optimal. But if we can merge swiftly and effectively and quickly, we can save the entire Lunk community who are staking. Fuck the people on Binance, but certainly the stakers. Hello, everyone. Okay. Um, I'm just happy to be part of this conversation. Uh, first of all, um, I would like to say that uh, this moment that we found ourselves is actually a great opportunity for Dukon to you know take charge of everything and then fix everything. Prince Log and other magic with Luna or whatever to make people happy and to also you know present himself as the innocent as uh, he claims to be. I think uh, it's actually an opportunity for him to take charge because uh, he owns long and nobody else. So he can do whatever it is to do. He can fix it. I think, uh, you know, lockdown, you can engage him and see what comes out of it. Yeah. What, what do you have to give to Doquan? What does the lung community have to give to Doquan? Why should he help you? What will he receive in return? Yeah, okay. I I tell you, if Long can get up to a dollar, the entire Long community, I'm not speaking for them, but I'm very sure I'm speaking their minds. They will give their loyalty, full loyalty to Dukon, and he will um, come back and be known as that uh, the giant of crypto. He will redeem his image automatically. Well, in my eyes, he's already a giant, and he can't get any bigger. Those that loved him in the first place continue to love him, and those who never truly loved him lost their love. And why would he care about them, since if you're in a relationship and the person ends up not loving you, that's not the person you should really hope to be in a relationship with. That's a waste of your time. Yeah, I know, but we all know what happened. And uh, so this is an opportunity for him to redeem his image. Okay? It's, uh, it's all about redeeming image and, uh, you know, uh, becoming a born again in the eyes of the crypto industry. I think it's a good advice. It's actually a great opportunity for him to key in and perform wonders so that the entire atmosphere will be, will be cool again. Um, Basaja, what do you think of the idea that the, the thing Doe would bring to the Lunk community, which no one else could, is a vision and a mission, a very concise and specific mission that would unite the entire community give them one common core uh, purpose and goal to work towards. So no one would be fighting anymore. They'd all have this one vision. Maybe there'd be some outliers who disagree. They still say they don't like Doe. 
but the vast, vast majority of them, I think this is what the Lunar Classic community is missing, is direction and a clear mission. This is what we're doing. On Terra before, it was UST. We are furthering use cases of UST. We are spreading, getting on-ramps and payment rails for UST. We're going to make this a currency that's viable. Like this is, this is the mission of Terra before. So now I know Doe has a mission in mind, but if he speaks it, people just shout him down and say he's a scammer and whatnot, even though we know that's not true based on the audited uh, reports of what happened during the DPEG, throwing billions and billions of dollars into trying to save UST. So we know his intentions were good. He still has good intentions, but this is, this is the thing that he can bring to Terra Classic that no one else can. And that's why the merge is a fantastic idea, if you ask me. I understand what Lungdao is saying. You know, you can't just go to the savior to just come and save you without any, you know, sacrifice. This is why I'm sure um, Classic is wondering what he's done, but he's just the lamb, you know. I'm just going to whoop his ass, spill his blood as sacrifice for Duquan, you know, you need to, you need to sacrifice something to the gods, you know, mm-hmm. this is what I'm doing personally for Duquan to bring him back. My, that's my, that's my offering to Lord Duquan. Right. Does um, anyone have any questions? This is a Q and A space. Yeah, I have a question. Um, name your, um, name your name and name your purpose. My name is Catherine. Uh, I'm 24 and I'm kind of new into crypto and I was just wondering um, who this guy that you're speaking about is, who is Do Kwon? Ryan, maybe you could field a question since you got paid $10,000 from that uh, Terror Rebels payment and yet you've done no work yet. So maybe do a little bit of work by answering her question. Um. I'm I'm I don't want to be associated with terror rebels. I resigned today following my uh, payment. And you love right. uh, is anyone here still a member of Terror Rebels or have you all left? Could uh, could someone still in Terror Rebels? Happy Caddy, are you in Terror Rebels? Uh Slinks, are you in Terror Rebels? No. Madman, are you a member of Terror Rebels? No, I'm not. Never was. Oh. I've consulted with uh, with Duncan on you know you know what could be done for USTC. Um, that was kind of uh, you know the mission that I had, you know pointed myself you know with trying to uh, tackle as a you know as the first project I wanted for Terra Classic. This sounds like an answer from someone who is part of Terra Rebels. Yeah, that's what I I felt Terra Rebels vibes. Take it as you want it. Um, Put, whatever. Can I just I, do a step? I stated in this recording. I'm muting you because you're a member of Terribles. Can everyone do a thumbs up if they think that Madman is a member of Terror Rebels? You've been voted a member of Terror Rebels, regardless of the truth. So, well, then I'll just recuse myself from the uh, from the space. I appreciate your time, Madman. Don't let them get to you. Don't let them get to you with these accusations. You shouldn't give in to peer pressure and thumbs up emojis on Twitter Spaces. It's all made up. Mm-hmm. It's not real. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's all, it's, all, uh, it's all a dream. And if you believe the dream is real, that's where suffering lies. But when you wake up, you realize that it was only a dream. And then you're free. Uh, I have a question. What is a terror rebel? What does that mean? I think it's a mobile phone game for Android. 
I think it's when you throw a little no bird shit. and they uh, knock down other birds. That's cool. Is it popular? Yeah. I used to spend a lot of money on my Terra Rebels phone app um, to get like special color birds that knock down the other birds. Sefi, how, how do you think we can extract this 150K that's been distributed to various people? How can we suck it back? Do you think a lawyer can help or something? Well, you, what, you want me to get my lawyer to get involved? I don't know. Like, there must be a way to somehow rewind the blockchain or something like that. Like, a way, a, a proposal that can be put forward to pay 300K to hire a lawyer to track down these people. Roll it back. We've got to roll it back. Roll the chain back to before the proposal. We can undo this whole thing. Yours is correct. If we do a, a chain uh, rollback, uh, all the transactions after that will be destroyed. But we will get this 150k back because when they go to sell it, um, it'll be illegit illegitimate. And the, the problem, we just need to sort it out with all the centralized exchanges and custodians and everyone who's plugged into this chain already. So we might destroy relationships with various centralized exchanges, but we will get the 150k back. Pros and cons. I think the lesson that uh, I learned from this is uh, I really should have a Discord group. That's what I've learned. I've learned that if I can mesmerize enough people in a Discord group, then in fact, I can have people pay me via, via governance all sorts of money, right? Like, let's say I put a proposal out that says I want a million dollars worth of Luna Classic. I would need a bustling uh, Discord group with like maybe dozens of moderators and uh, bringing everyone into the fold. And then next thing you know, uh, putting out a proposal for money. I think this is the way, like this I've is the fighting, way forward. I've been fighting for this for almost, well, like over a year now, Sethi. When Scorpion Dow first came into existence, I said the first thing we need is a Discord server. Imagine if we had started a Discord server then. It would be huge by now. We could get loads of money. We could do whatever we want. But instead, we just use Twitter chat. Mm. Like This is how we organize Twitter chat. Yeah. The thing about Discord is you can have roles, whereas here there's a level of equality, which is quite unsettling. Like anyone can say something and I can listen, and then I can say something, and they can listen. And there's a sense that we're both speaking and listening to each other. But on a Discord, we can have private channels, and we can have roles and shiny colors and things like that. And it, it can create a level of hierarchy, which is hard to otherwise replicate in a space. I try and do it sometimes by muting people, but it's like, it's quite hard. It's never, ever present. You know, it would be good to have a level of authority that doesn't really go away, that doesn't need upkeep. Um, some kind of maybe a private room with a you know, the inner team members chat or something like that, some kind of progressive series of Russian dolls where we can hide inside and make plans. Vargas, go ahead. I think we need to hire Superman. This is a serious space. Do you have any serious points to make? If we want to reverse time, we need to hire Superman. As usual, Vargas has the greatest amount of insight of anyone. Um, yeah, I remember that episode where he turned the planet backwards and therefore time went backwards. 
that makes perfect sense. We can pay them in NFTs. Yes, NFTs that we mint today. From the terror rebels. Yeah, with pictures of terror rebels on the pic on the NFTs. Should I write a proposal for that? No, just just hope that someone else writes it. If you just like say it periodically, uh, maybe someone will do it. Yeah, I don't want to be Tyler. I don't want to be attacked on Twitter, so I'll let someone else be attacked. I'll be attacked. I'm used to it. I'm used to taking the brunt of all of the abuse from the Lunar Classic community because of my FUD and how it dumps the price. You killed the chain. Yeah. Yeah, happens. Yeah. Hello, um, happy caddy crypto. How are you today? Good evening, Bruce. I am not too bad, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. What are your what are your feelings about the recent theft of the hundred and fifty thousand? Well, I think it's quite easy to track the flow of the money because there's only 10 people in Terra Rebels and there was 10 payments made to 10 wallets. So we can track down each one of these individuals with your SAS sniper skills involved. We will catch the culprits involved. Has anyone seen the screenshot at the top? It's quite funny. Uh, people have been asking who's been paid and how much. And they said, it's none of your business. Well, some would, some would think that we paid for a house that's not actually built yet. And we didn't actually make them sign any contracts whatsoever. So they can just really turn around and say, well, you gave it to us. Um, I got a message from uh, one of the co-founders of ThorChain. Let me post it up top here for just a moment. <laughs> if it's from ThorChain, it's probably not worth listening to because their chain is dead. Do you mean Chad Boroughford? Yeah, here, so here's Chad. And his question is, what is the bull case for Lunk? So everyone who is in the Luna community, please reply to him with something really useful. Um, I just sort of said that's a great question and left it at that. I didn't really get into it. Or maybe like Bruce, uh, reply about the merge. I already did. I said merge with Rune. <laughs> We're going to merge with Rune. <laughs> Sweet. I like it. Well, it's kind of like the Interchain Alliances idea, right? If we can merge with every chain and therefore require less and less and less of our own power, that's the better. Um, the, the Lung community have proven themselves to be incapable of powering themselves under their own spirit and must outsource and delegate and become an octopus, benefiting from the glory and grace of all other chains and Lord Do Kwan. Um happy Cathy, I think I think you owe you owe the community some explanation of what's going on, you know, because personally you actually sold Terra Rebels to me, you know. I listened to you, you you sold them to me and I, I just don't want you to just all of a sudden be on the other side of the table and 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 and, and throw words, you know. I would like you to well, to to speak more about this situation. I I think you owe us that. 
I mean, the situation in hand is driven from a group of people which I completely removed myself from a, a long time ago, back when I was part of marketing. So I, I think I outlined it pretty clear back then as to what was really going on and why I was stepping back. And then momentarily, we've watched as more and more of these L1 developers have stepped back from Terror Rebels and it is kind of swept under the rug. So I think the question more goes to the, the people that are actually truly solely behind Terror Rebels as themselves. You think Zeradar uh, sold his Luna Classic and left? That's why the price dumped today. Since he was sort of kicked him? out of he he was kicked out of the GitHub, mm-hmm. I understand. I believe so. That was his post this morning. I think he he got his access to the GitHub thing. Like I don't know how that works exactly, but like his access was uh, revoked. Is what he tweeted today. Maybe someone can review that and clarify what they're talking about. He's talking about. Yep, that's right. Well, hang on a minute. Terribles now now that they have one hundred fifty thousand dollars, maybe they won't have to work out of a shed anymore. Maybe they'll be able to buy or rent an office to work from instead. Maybe they can buy some more lights rather than the one LED bulb. They all huddle around like moths while they work in their dust-covered aprons, and they all kind of tinker with pieces and parts that they found in skips at the back of PC World, Curry's PC World, and they sort of assemble them into different contraptions. And they say, they'll do it. This will save Lunk. And then they flip the switch, and they watch, hopefully, and wait and then nothing happens, and then some smoke puffs out the side, and they go, the community is never going never gonna to forgive us for this. That's how what I imagine Terror Rebels to be like mm. overall. I think you're right, Ears. Here's another thing I would say. What if the best way to visualize Terror Rebels over time is as a sieve? And it seems that the higher the integrity of a person, the sooner they left Terror Rebels in descending order. Um, So what if you took a group of the people who've left Terror Rebels and assembled them? Wouldn't that be a star team who've been filtered specifically by their level of integrity? Yes. Um, Yes. Correct. It's like that. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like that. It's exactly like that. By by seeing the the opposite, you can find the true star team. Who is the Mbappe of the star team? Well, we have uh, Zaradar, we have Ed Kim, we have Alex, we have Marventus. I think even in the early days, we have Happy Catty. Um, if we can assemble them into one large creature and feed it, then maybe success is assured. Happy Catty, are you the Mbappe of the new Exeter Rebels squad? The new I Rebels. Could, I could certainly say that if I was in the position of marketing with Terror Rebels during that duration of time that has passed, I would most certainly have produced more than just a lottery system or a couple of hoodies or cups with some logos on. In fact, we have produced more than that externally from Terror Rebels. 
just because this is, I think, a big misconception that people believe Terror Rebels to be this kind of messiah that's going to take us to where we need to be. But really, if you look at all of the different things that and people that and projects that are building, there's there's a lot more going on outside of Terror Rebels. I always like to wait someone on how much they've produced. What are they doing? Where Where's all the time going? Hey, Happy Caddy, I seen your your um, video on the Burn NFT. Do you want to tell the community a little bit more about that? Uh, is that Lunk Blazers NFT? I believe so. Yeah, so it was kind of like a bit of a joke, really, to start with um, inside the factory, and we were kind of throwing it around like a tennis ball at each other as an idea. And then it kind of got a little bit more serious. But it is, it's a really simple idea. And the more I think about it now, it's it's worthwhile spreading that project's that the amount it's going to delegate. It's important to also ensure that other validators and other chains are also going to prosper in the cosmos. So the idea was to sell basically at its core one thousand NFTs at fifty k LUNC each, and then delegate all of those coins across the cosmos. And then just literally burning the stake in rewards once a month. And then that way you're gaining liquidity off chain and on chain and then also supporting. So someone like LunkDAO has validators on multiple chains and we could choose to move some of those coins into, you know, Atom or for example, and delegate that way. But it's just more or less coming up with more projects for people to stay positive about and to inspire people is also a very important thing. People get inspired by people's ideas. So many people are inspired just by the simple creating of fire. So it's very powerful. But the idea is, is realistically, we could burn a lot more coins together as a collective for everyone chumping out a measly 50k UNC. And people would sit there and say, well, why don't I just delegate those coins myself and burn to get the same result? Well, yes, of course you could, but there's no guarantee everybody's going to do that every single month, so to speak. So it's more or less just trying to get people more huddled together. But there's other things that we're working on. We restarted the Lunk Let It Burn channel. We're just trying to continue to build, knuckle down and keep pushing forward. I think the bigger question right now, LunkDAO, is not when merge, but how merge. I think it's a good time for the big brains to get together and to try and solve the puzzle in the next week. You know, a good group to talk to would be TFM. So they're building the Terra Station aggregator, right? So imagine there's some scheme whereby like you bring in multiple coins into the system like Atom or whatever whatever else. And um, you tie the yield from different things to some kind of like, I don't know, uh, fun and games, NFTs, and like maybe uh, a burn element. Uh, but they would know how to put everything together into a cohesive thing that maybe you could uh, present right on the Terra Station wallet itself so that people don't have like a strong barrier to entry to do these kinds of things. Hey guys, just wanted to ask a question. Um, is this actually happening a merge between Lunk and Luna? Ex- excuse if I'm like completely not so much in the know, like uh, the coach and Sefi. This difference between me and you, Wavi, you say, is this happening? I make it happen. 
I see. I also saw um, the comment that was posted under Chad Bareford's tweet. So, you know, if that can happen, Lunk on Thorchain, I'm sure some cool stuff can come, come out of that, you know. We are sticking to V2. We are not going anywhere. We are sticking to V2. Classic and V2, we stay here and we die here. Hmm. Thorchain would be useful. I mean, some kind of a pool with Bitcoin and Lunk. That'd be kind of useful. I don't know. Uh, but Chad Barraford and the Thorchain team can't be trusted. That's the bottom line. The chain is made out of yeah. matchsticks and it will fall apart with a gust of wind. So we yeah, can't spend time on twice. it. I mean, oh yeah, it was designed to be hacked. I mean, nothing, nothing that extreme has happened uh, this year. Um, all of those hacks happened uh, during a bull market, um, which is quite odd. You know, you would expect those sort of things to happen during quiet times, but um, I'm liking personally what I see uh, concerning developments on Thorchain. I'm excited for the next. Uh, 12 18 months to be honest from them do you remember the thorfi pdf yeah <laughs> yeah but um like essentially thorchain is kind of like a bet on the entire crypto market it's sort of like a 5x leverage um because really like the token goes up asymmetrically like whenever liquidity is added to the system like the the ruined token and the other tokens within the ecosystem they benefit so like i've actually grown to be uh leaning more bullish on the fundamental aspect of thorchain compared to uh my thoughts um like earlier this year and the summertime and the year before that would you say that you are a thor maximalist no no i'm not a thor maximalist but um that's verified Pardon, I didn't hear you, Coach. Would you say that you are a chatter barified? No, 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 <laughs> no. I'm a, I'm not a I'm not a a Thormite or a Chad Thormite. Um, I'm just a proponent of of chains that create revenue and um are are, are profitable. We get, we get it. You always come in here talk about cross chain liquidity and stuff. Cross chain liquidity, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah blah blah. You, we get it. I used to be bullish on Thorchain. It was one of my first buys in crypto. Well, that's not true. In the last run, at least, it was one of my first buys in the last run because I thought this is a very this is a fundamental thing that we need, like native asset swaps on chain with a without a trusted bridge. And it is still a bridge, just a fucking complicated bridge with shifting around like musical chairs. But anyway, I won't even get into it. But the point is. I've changed my mind. I'm not bullish on Thorchain anymore because I realized that no one gives a shit about decentralization and no one gives a shit about if you have native asset swaps across uh, a hokey pokey musical chairs uh, blockchain. They just want to use IBC or whatever bridge they're given and they'll just, they'll just click, click send. Um, and to implement something like an order book on Thorchain so it could compete with Binance on for like traders and for actual volume it's, it's not going to happen so 
I don't know. I, I think maybe like if they were to do something like Thorfy um, without the Algo stable, I mean, like they could do something like a halfway house, like maybe a little bit of Algo, maybe a little bit of back, like like backing their stable with some collateral, um, like somewhere between Frax and UST. That's probably a good idea, maybe. But I don't know. It's you still know, just you know like, what, who cares? the interesting thing about Rune. Um, the coin, though, is kind of like the deterministic nature of the coin in terms of like there being a speculative multiple, you know, how much extra it's worth compared to like the amount of financial security it's providing on chain. So yeah. it's like there is a way to kind of determine like when it's under and overvalued, making it a fairly interesting trading instrument. It's almost like taking a leveraged position against uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum, which are the biggest things traded on ThorChain. Um, so that it's almost like taking a long position actually on it just by owning the coin, which is kind of interesting because it'll correlate very, very well with the rest of the crypto market at this point. True, so there's that. True, true. I don't know if it's ever dipped below its deterministic value, I think they call it. I can't remember. Well, I, I don't, don't think, think it so. has. I don't think so. Yeah. Like, there's a dash. There's some dashboards and shit you can look at for that too. Just look at the deterministic rune or rune price or something. There's some websites that calculate that and like have little, you know, numbers and stuff. It's kind of neat. Um, it so tokenomics wise, like it does have um, an interesting kind of dynamic there that um, most other coins don't have. At least the coin has a purpose within the chain which again, most coins don't have except provide basic security um, for proof of stake. Whereas the Rune uh, coin provides financial security for the assets that are secured on the LPs, which is an interesting, it's really an interesting model, I think, um, that there's probably some things to learn there in terms of taking from some of those ideas and using them for uh, either like community-owned DEXs or something like that. Um, I don't know. Uh, there's um there's a project called Bancor, which had like so you know how Thorchain says they have impermanent loss protection. Like if you provide liquidity over 100 days, we'll pay off your impermanent loss in Rune tokens. I think they got rid of that, by the way. They, oh, that, did that they? Expired recently. Yeah, I saw a tweet about that like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, the thing is, providing liquidity um to an automated market maker is almost guaranteed to lose you money. Like almost certainly you're going to be out of pocket. So then you have to be paid a ton of incentives to make it worth your time. And so it's like, okay, this is a permanent loss thing um, after a hundred days. But that's kind of kicking the can down the road and then just like um, seeing who who has balls of steel and will be like happy to lose a ton of money and not, and not exit their position after a hundred days. Like Bancor did something like that in permanent loss protection by just minting a ton of bank or tokens. And then that's evidently retarded because like, they're just going to run out, like like dump the hell out of their uh, token price um, in some sort of ridiculous reflexive thing. It's like, it's almost programmed to go to zero in the same way that Luna was programmed to go to zero. What are we talking about? Yeah. These like, um, uh, that's the other thing too, is like when people talk about when is the next like bull market and this and that coming, between the fiasco on the centralized exchanges and the realization by like big money that um, supplying liquidity 
uh, is not particularly very profitable. Um, the, that, those two things alone are massive deterrents to like a mega bull run or something like that in DeFi anytime soon. I, I just don't see where, like th those were such huge reasons to park money in these spaces, right? Um, and without that, like who's coming to do that? Is there going to be a jump capital type people doing this again? Or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think if they have enough like pump and dump tokens of some kind and providing some liquidity will assist in that pump and dump somehow. Okay, fine. They have to extract their value somewhere. But like otherwise, it's a tricky thing to justify for the average person. Um, and I think anyone who's played around like providing liquidity on AMMs, uh, anyone who's done it at any significant size is scratching their head going, hmm, would I do this again? <laughs> so it's like, it, it's really interesting. This is why I think like, there is room for like a brand new set of chains that have just pristine tokenomics with none of these shenanigans, right? Like, and any kinds of LPs or any kinds of external systems be built on top of that um, only after making the base chain extremely fair, like the, the fairest possible uh, thing you can produce. And then everything else just built, built on top of that. And then, like liquidity will flow um, naturally as opposed to these unnatural like methods like AMMs and things like that, which are just a mess. Anyway, just some thoughts, but like, I think there's room for like a big winner here, like who sorts out all the mistakes that happened in the last two years and says, okay, like how do we avoid those on a new project? And how do we make a better system that like has um, like, it, it, it's like almost unfuddable in a sense, right? Like how's that produced? So what's like the future prospect on something uh, like Thorchain? Is it is it meant to be sort of like something that fizzles out and something new will come in? Or do you think there can be improvements on, on their whole consensus stuff? Thorchain is in the same position like Monero's and privacy is in. So like there's a small portion of people that find um, privacy important. And there's a small proportion of people, like Iris said, that really, really super duper believe in decentralization. And Thorchain and privacy sector both um, speak to very specific but focused audiences. 95% of people in the crypto space have no fucking clue what the benefit of privacy or decentralization actually is. Nor could they like identify it if it hit them on the head. So those... I think the problem with both of those is not so much that they're not like legit tech or whatever, like whether it's like privacy, like secret network or uh, decentralized, um, you know, whatever that Thorchain's trying to be. Um, I think the issue is like, how do you get people to recognize these things are useful? It's like, you got to hit a certain IQ just to kind of figure out what the fuck's going on. And this is, these are not like principles that dimwits are going to care about. Um, and they're not a quick and easy way to make money. They're not a quick, easy way to advertise and explain what the hell you need these things for. Um, and at the same time, there's not really a clear commercial application either where like businesses are gonna come in and want this. So the, the addressable market's small. And I think Ears was pointing that out very specifically about why he's bearish on third chain. And, and that's the same reason I would be too, is like, I, you know, like while some of the tokenomics are interesting, I didn't say go out and buy Rune. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, uh, um, but it, but it ruins price will go along with the price of BTC and ETH. Um, as kind of like you forgot something, Trust Wallet just added Sawchain. Uh, I don't know if it's the only swapping mechanism, yeah, that's correct, baked in, which I thought was really weird. 
doesn't trust wallet like Binance's wallet. And there was always that rumor that um, Thorchain was supported and and funded by Binance. Um, I and I, I just thought it's extremely strange. Like, yeah, it is. It is, dude. Um, they were one of uh, the first products that launched on the Binance Dex. Like they were actually yeah. launched uh, via 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 their innovation hub. So that's actually that's actually true. Like Binance is a major contributor uh, to Thorchain from a capital perspective immensely. Oh it's, man! Yeah, it's, um, it's Binance and also uh, Eric Voorhees. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's there, there, there is um, there is capital behind them. There was a dude. So when was it? It's a guy called Joseph, and his brother had a, a token launch pad called Dragon something. I can't remember what it was. Uh, basically, like the 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 Thought Chain private sale did like stuck a certain allocation on on this guy's um, um, ICO platform, basically like like token launchpad thing, um, and everyone who bought into that made like a 500x you know like fucking crazy yeah. returns yeah, <laughs> absolutely the, the, nuts yeah there there are some groups out there dude like um like i i remember back in like q2 of 2018 there were some groups that were still having connections to get into the private sale for phantom so like that 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 turned out pretty good i think it did like a 6x right off the bat once you got the tokens but the ico tokens were like way down relative to uh the private sale tokens so there's definitely opportunity yeah. in this market and that's what i like about it you know that's it it's like what's the next like which which platform which token which project is the, going to be one of the ones that pops off in the next bull. It's probably, probably not on sale yet, but when it I does think, go on sale, you want to be there. You know? I think it's things like Nelly and Network, to be honest, dude, and what they're doing with their consensus, sort of like uh, a layer two for, 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 for all chains that are going to be interoperable. And um, with the way their system works, uh, they're going to be able to um, serve the user at near client speeds. So it's like whatever you think of high speed internet, right? Like on our phones, that's essentially going to be like the seamless experience uh, on Nillion. And to my knowledge, they're not going to be launching until like quarter four of next year, dude. Like they haven't even started their, their marketing campaign or anything like that. And I think their latest funding round was like 20 mil. And that was that was just public. Like most of their stuff is just like seed allocation and pre-seed, like for equity holders, things of that nature. And um, I think it's going to be things like that, man. Things that cater what, to the like, norm. What do you What do you need high speed for if you have high burn? Well, you need well, Luna you, you, Classic is supposed to be a high burn chain. So yeah. we just I don't know what happened. We just lost track of the reason why we're supposed to explode. We're supposed to be the blueprint to Shiba Inu so they can use our blueprint to burn all of the trillions yeah. they have. So we are yeah. supposed to stick to burning. We don't need high speed. Well, we're well, waiting you, for a dream high speed when we have high burn to focus on. 
Well, you, you need you you need a high speed as well to process the activity on the chain, right? If you look at things that have failed, um, when the chain is put under a lot of stress, you just look at Solana. Like it's branded as this, you know, high throughput solution. But you know, when we what we saw what occurred last year, two or three NFT sales completely destroyed completely destroyed uh the chain where they had to shut down for almost did you like, did you see it? how 150k was removed from a chain what other speeds do you need that was extremely fast 150k is gone fast the chain is too fast to be real but i just want us to focus that to our high speed burn and not you know our speed is too fast already two days Everything is passed and 150k is gone. That man, I haven't seen any speed as fast as this. Yeah, uh, some things is right. We need to slow the chain down, and that way we can stop these kinds of things from happening because it's happening in slow motion. You could catch the 150k before it leaves. Yeah, he's right, man. I agree. Um, taking a deep dive into the the 150k stuff. So $11,000 has gone to various Discord moderators. Um, that's where the payment's gone. Coach, and, and who would qualify uh, to be a Discord moderator? Like, do you have to be um, among, like, the top 10 in, in the uh, rankings of being a Lunk CEO? I think you just have to be willing to sit in front of your computer. I think the... The Discord moderator role is like the anti-role. It's the role you have when you have no ambition in life. I, I think I could help out with that. I could help out with that. Bruce, I have a question for you. As a member of LunkDAO, um, when do I get paid moderator fees? I feel like I've done enough, man. We'll, we'll look into that. In future, we're trying to get the the 150k back, and then we'll distribute it to all of our CEOs. So I think now we have 119,000 CEOs. So that is around, I think, 0.9995 cents each. 0.99. Are some, are some CEOs better than others? No, not not in writing, not in payment. What you don't know is that I've made 50,000 Twitter accounts and I've followed you from 50,000 Twitter accounts and so I'm Sybil attacking the... You've sibled your CEO status. But this is okay. This is like industriousness. Um, if it's effective appearance of CEOs, that's that's worth the money for us. If somebody's willing to put in the effort in, if creating one account is worth... Um, the creation time and the maintenance time and the posting time, which is hours and hours and hours. And if you're willing to do all that for $1, then you are more than worth the cost in my eyes. Guys, do you think, uh, do you think Lord Doquan is going to make an appearance on uh, tomorrow's 9 a.m. Eastern time space that uh, Prince Jay Kwan is hosting? You think if he's gonna show up there or something? I don't However, think it would matter if he showed up or not, because Jake One wouldn't know if it was real or not. And I don't think that we should attend Jake One's space, um, personally. 
oh what's what's wrong with what's wrong with him i think like a collaboration between the both of them would be um beneficial overall for the cosmos slash ibc ecosystem what do you guys think about that i think jake one needs to go on a retreat into the into the desert he needs to spend like two years having a full detox and then he can come back and he can have a clear head and a clear mind and approach these things with fresh perspective coach what do you think i was uh just investigating i'm getting a lot of messages with information about salaries and stuff you have to repeat it ivy what do you say uh, i was just asking that um you know would you think that doquan would show up on jaquan space that he's hosting tomorrow at 9 a.m eastern time it's the first time that he's ever going to be like on a space and you know he is uh, the creator of cosmos ibc so i think um a collaboration between the two even if it's like short-lived would be pretty uh beneficial to uh the cosmos ibc space but that, that that's that's just me though you know i'm all about um collabor- collaborations and working towards uh, a better future and looking back and seeing what mistakes have been made and um, learning from them and applying um, ambitions and moving forward, man, you know, working towards a better future. Sounds extraordinarily practical, but you think, um, do you think that people care about that sort of thing? Well, I I, I think um, at the start they might not, but the potential for what occurs um, like 12, 18 months down the road, perhaps that can speak for itself. Uh, so that's what I have to say about that. And um, who knows, perhaps um, given that, you know, the, the Lank Dao individuals want other ecosystems to merge with their ecosystems, perhaps, uh, they can integrate with something uh, like uh, No Land, which is what uh, he's building at the moment. So, just some thoughts out there. I wanted to spark some curiosity. What do you think, Safi, about that? I'm so bored that I'm feeling like killing the space. What about you guys? Yeah, we've been kind of droning on and on a bit. <laughs> Sorry, Nikki, what? Nikoferin Desart. Nick- Hello, my dudes. Uh, How are you? Nico? Yeah, how do you say it? Is it Nico? Hello, guys. Do you hear me? Yeah, what do you think? Um, I'm actually here uh, investing in Lung since, you know, the crash. And I'm going to be honest. I, I was really, you know, wanting for this to grow. And, and I, I really am. I mean, I believe that we can... Maybe not go back to the 100 mark and stuff, but we could be able to grow this by a lot, you know. But this recent news regarding, you know, we'll, we're talking about that, right? The Terra Rebels and, and this 150K. <laughs> and I can't, I can't just get my head around it, you know. Because, you know, since the beginning, we had some, you know, sparks of leadership between some members of the community. But these kinds of voting and different proposals than, that are contradicting each other, it's, 
it might be troublesome and this is one result of that so the question now is what is next what, uh, what do- nico how much do you think that um terror rebels discord moderators should get paid like per hour let's say um i will have to i i mean i'm not saying that they don't need to get paid i mean we should pay our developers that for sure but we have to have transparency right we can't just you know revoke the the access to github to members like you know um Sarandar, for example so i mean it's all about transparency and i believe that i mean by the way who does have the who does have the access to the whatever multi-sigs and um the github and such at this point anyone know i have no idea and that's the issue here this is like this is supposed to be for the community and we should have control of that but i mean a great majority of people we, we know we are all here for the money that's that's for sure but we also want this to grow and one main issue here is that people for example they are voting without being informed so they just vote like the uh, you know the promises that in this case terror rebel gives them and now we are finding this stuff like a lot of members have revoked the access to the hit hub and we actually don't know what is going to happen now because they're paying the mods who the heck is is you know selected for getting payments and you know well we have now a six percent six point six percent uh crashing right so the question is what what is going to happen next uh bruce what, like how come um long only has around six uh, percent delegations uh people prefer that all nodes and thor chain maximalist uh are the leaders of luna classic I'm, I'm not sure i understand this yeah so what happens is is if you don't actually build anything and have zero input in the community you seem to for whatever crazy reason gain voting power it's crazy well if you here's the here was the play it was always the play do well, not I, maybe i could act this differently do is the luna classic community fucking retarded how about that yeah that, that that is it but but what you do is you do nothing you wait for a movement to happen you wait for about five months to go past, and then the moment staking is opened, you boot back up your validator, you stick it down to 0% commissions, and you might maybe hire like somebody full-time to go in a Discord and try and appeal to morons, um, and then you'll get like 20%. I think, I think part of what's happening is, I've said this several times, and I'm kind of tired of saying this, but the most of the people that invested in Luna Classic are from meme coins like Shiva and the rest of them. So, so we, I'm, I'm part of that crowd. I wouldn't, I wouldn't lie. You know, I'm part of that crowd. It, it took us some time to, to be educated by say Lung Dao, Happy Kati, you know, and the rest of the influencers we have on the chain. So by the time we we got to understand what exactly is going on here, we've already used our two-time, you know, redelegation 
So we're not able to redelegate to Long Dao and Happy Cathy and Long Clive because we're stuck. And trust me, nobody wants to wait for 21 days without having any form of reward and then, you know, redelegating to any of you. So that, that's why I keep suggesting if we can set up some form of, you know, that we can increase the number of times people can redelegate. You'll be shocked how many, how low, like these guys with the with the highest voting powers would lose. You know, what are you what are you talking about losing your rewards when you redelegate? You just move it straight there. There's no loss. No, what well, what I'm saying is it it takes time after you've used the 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 two time you know redelegation. Once you've done that, you'd have to wait for 21 days or so before you can actually you you just. Yeah, can't, you don't, you don't lose your rewards. You don't lose your rewards, though. That was the thing I was addressing. But you're kind of stuck there, right? Well, I mean, hopefully you're not a complete maniac who changes every day. Um, that would be bad for the chain, too, right? If anyone could just change all the time every day. It's quite good. He asked this question before. He wouldn't listen to me. You know, like, yeah, go ahead and explain it for him. Um, maybe I wasn't clear before. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a terror rebel or something. <laughs> No, 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 no. You made sense. But I'm just saying if we could have such possibilities, you know, we, we can't just be stuck with whatever we had before the crash. And we, we don't have the same people that were here before the crash. Now we have a new set of crowd and, you know, things need to, to change in a sense, you know. So we know that there are a lot of issues between developers, between what people want. We are a really broad community. And we never had like a clear leadership, right? So we're looking at this with the knowledge that we have. We are educating ourselves with the word of some influencers, which they also have their own agendas. And just imagine being a new investor in Lunk. Where do you start? You have so many influencers, so many words going around the news. I mean, I will feel completely lost and I'm kind of are right now. I mean, I try to be informed and stuff, but there are so many news each day, half good ones, half bad ones. Maybe the good ones are bad news for others. And you're like in a pool of, you know, a lot of information. And, and that's all. I mean, just imagine being a new investor in Long. Oh, welcome, Lucy. Yeah, bonjour. Um, Lucy, I'm glad you're here. Uh, by the way, uh, please uh, vote in the proposal at the top of the uh, thingamajig here. It's This is the direction, the next proposal I'm going to post. Um, we need to come to consensus here in the Twitter spaces first. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, my boyfriend has put his phone down to go to the toilet, so I have picked up his phone, and I'm talking to you on the Twitter space. What are we talking about? Well, I was hoping we could do a Q&A with Merge now, and um, that's me. I'm ready to answer the questions, but nobody seems to have any questions. I've got a question. All right. It doesn't have to be about merging or lunk. Yeah, no, I was going to say, what's your favorite color and why? Specifically, why? Why? I've never thought about why. I think my favorite color is, is a turquoisey color. Um... I don't think anyone here has it, but yeah, like a turquoisey kind of 
color you sometimes see in gems, like a a, a rich bluey turquoisey color. That's my favorite. What's yours, Xerix is? Oh, your profile picture is kind of close, not too far away. More bluey than that. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought I'd be pretty close. Um, when I read your mind last last time, by a, um, what's the word? What's the thing that goldfish have? The psychic powers, Lucy. Remind me. I can't remember. Never mind. Um, what did you say? I do not speak your accent. I don't understand. Uh, Lucy, uh, what is the, uh, the, uh, the thing that the goldfish use when they are thinking and they understand the other goldfish and they are all thinking, but it's like telepathy for the, the animal who are swimming close together? Uh, in uh, in uh, Marseille, where I'm from, we call that uh, the uh, morphic field of the goldfish. That's it, the morphic field. So I was using the morphic field to uh, understand what the favorite color of coach was, and I realized it is a uh, blue, a turquoise blue. So I made my profile picture the the correct color. Right, <clears throat> my favorite yeah. color, coach, is purple. Barney's dinosaur purple next to orange, like fluorescent orange. That's my favorite color combo. Is mm. your favorite color orange like Emerge Dow profiles picture? Mm, no, it's more like an orange fruit. <clears throat> That's too like pale. It's too pale and, and whited out. Okay. I have to go. It's annoying, isn't it? Speaking in a French accent all the time. Yeah. Hello. Hey, we've been waiting for you. Ah, cool. cool. Hello, everybody. Um, since like we've been getting a lot of bad news lately, I just had an idea, uh, but maybe somebody already brought it up. But since the year is approaching to its end, wouldn't it be nice to like make some kind of like a year in review? <clears throat> Sorry, a uh, year in review, like a visual or something on all the good things that actually happened since the crash. Like all the new projects that uh, have been brought in. Uh, and and like I'm thinking of like a like monthly timeline, and we plot out all the good stuff that the chain actually has been going on with, and so we like direct the focus to something more positive and optimistic, right? Does uh, does it make does it make sense to you? I would like to be positive, but I can't think of a single thing that is positive about this situation. It's just complete, complete doom and gloom. The only thing I can think of is Doquan and how he might save <laughs> That's it. All right, because I was expecting that answer, actually. So we could also do a timeline of all the drama that has been happening with the commun community as well, <laughs> plotting out month by month. <laughs> I think the more funnier thing is that the community and a lot of validators actually voted for this. It's now happened, and now everybody's like, "Ah, oh, why has this happened? How did this happen? Oh wait, we all voted yes to it." Hello, 
Oh, it's fine as well. Like the and and the, well, the other scummy thing as well is that the many of the validators who voted yes are the ones who received payments. Like Vegas, Vegas is on the list, and his validator voted yes, and he's received the payment. So, like, that's what's happened. They voted to pay themselves, and now they're surprised. <laughs> and there, are, there are people who are like, "Oh, I didn't realize. Oh, I didn't realize we had to check where the money was going. Oh, mm, oh, terrible, the evil." But it's like, well, you did it. We actually well, what's did to say uh, that everybody in this space, you know, didn't stake to them in all the previous spaces and all the people they should ask, continue. They should like, ask maybe like, none of them would stake to it. And like just there was just a millionaire who's just been sitting at the bottom, you know, at the beginning of May, who had the you know the major voting power all to begin with. Like they maybe should ask this was for, just fucked from the beginning. Madman, they should ask for 300k and see what happens. I wouldn't be surprised if they do. You like know, right, they could have dumped this right on now. the market, you know, and then take the money that they, you know, that they got from dumping it on the market, and then putting a further short on it to further send it down towards the market, and then buy it all back, and then su submit a governance vote to go ahead and say ask for more, and then do it again, and lather, rinse, repeat. Like there's nothing you can do about it. Everybody wants to go for a community proposal. I'm like, fuck the community proposal. Send that shit to the second circle of hell. Don't worry about it. You know, just build your own projects. You know, if you're going to build your projects, don't ask for fucking money. You know, if you want the money, let, you know, make sure that it's something good enough for somebody to go ahead and, and work with it, you know, such that it could stand on its own and then not through the, you know, through the use of a community, a community. Yeah, pool. Maybe if you're going to use it in a community pool, then you use that funds for the fucking audit, you know, and maybe if you use those funds for, you know, for a community old liquidity, such that it's all within community and it's for the community and by the community. But nobody seems to want to think about it like that. Everybody wants to set up some kind of fucking structure or something. I don't know, but Bruce, you, you still got me, you know, you're still in my head, you know, but that, that terrible thing, I'm, I'm, I'm still better. All right, you scared Alex off. I can't get him, you know, back in the, uh, you know, into no, the discussion, no, no. you know, you, 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 you drowned my discussion and I have to ask somebody else. I'm going to get my answers one way or another, I'll tell you that. He left, that you, he left when you were speaking, you made him leave. Take responsibility for your broken relationships. I will not. That's not how mad people work. Why are you mad? Why are you so angry? Who doesn't have something to be mad about? Well, I don't. I think some constructive feedback on that discussion point was if you could summarize what you wanted to say in less words more concisely, Alex would have been here and he'd have no chance to escape. But because you talked for a little while about different things, he had a chance to get out of here while you were talking. So the way to trap him next time is just to fire it off as quickly as you can and get him to think about it and reply. Put the onus on him to talk. I appreciate the constructive feedback. I see why Monkdown's got you around. Hello. Quick question. Hey. Hello. Quick question. Uh, for mm -hmm. um, you're speaking about a merge. You've been talking about it for a while. Um, a lot of people in the community, well, <laughs> call it a community or whatever, are starting to lean towards it. We don't know if you're joking. We don't know if it's, if you guys are truthful about it or what exactly is going to take place if we do merge. You know, what uh, will be beneficial? Um, how are we going to do the swap or whatever else? And what do we get uh, by merging with? Luna, as far as how much do we turn in, how much do we swap, um, 
And how much do we get on the other side? I don't want to talk in circles, but. No, it's okay. I understand you're, you're frightened. And oh no, I'm not frightened at all. I just want to know how much am I going to get out of this? No, it's okay. I've been scared before too. And when when we talk about the merge, it does sound like some kind of tsunami that is incoming, about to wash away all of the village. And I understand, like I would feel the same. So no no judgment at all. This is a, a safe space. Uh, right now, there are many merge proposals, but I think what we have to do is take the best minds in Lunk, um, take the the five people in Lunk with an IQ above 80 and combine them, and together we'll come up with some kind of plan. And But the, the general premise is just to, to take the best parts of both communities, right? So Lunk has this vibrancy and, and fun and uh, all the activity and the capital and the user base and the loud tribal nature of it and the big heart and all of that stuff. And Luna has primarily right now an incredible bunch of builders. It has about 300 or more builders building full-time, fully funded by a $400-plus million pool, um, going crazy, doing all kinds of stuff. But at the same time, it's fairly quiet over there because um, obviously of what's happened and the, the misinformation and people like Fat Man spreading lies and all of the destruction, combined with the bear market too, things would be a little bit different if the, the market itself was up. Um, but many of the old lunar community have returned to their their jobs, sweeping chimneys and polishing shoes and working down coal mines and things like that. You know, they've had to work again, given that they lost everything. You know, that that's the situation. So the, the, the idea would be to combine the beauty in both communities and see if there's a way of doing it where we could all benefit um, and have a great user base and a great wide community, um, while at the same time having a very, very clear vision, a clear leadership massive funding and building happening and then there there are many ideas though in this direction it's just we have to think carefully about exactly how to do it and then put forward a proposal but it's it's certainly possible for sure like i i confess it may have started as a joke by me like two months ago but um it's quickly becoming real and it was only such a funny joke in part because it was real like Jokes are only good if they have a level of truth, and this did have a level of truth um, because it was somewhat precarious always, right? We have a lot of dependencies on a lot of critical people, and we knew the situation of asymmetry where there was a lot more happening on Luna than on Lunk. Um, so if there could be an openness in both communities to working together in some way, that could be better for all people. You know, I believe in like a a whole is greater than the sum of the parts situation. Back since May or so, and Happy Caddy can remember this, I've been talking about the twin moons and working together and parity and all these things. This has always been my thought process that, you know, we can let go of the whole tribal thing and see the beauty in both communities. Um, but at this stage, it might just be a perfectly viable thing to do that the community supports. I've done polls now and it's like 90% want to merge. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I think I did a poll earlier, it was like terror rebels are merging. It was like 90% want to merge. So I don't know. It, it, but it's a question now of just getting together, coming up with a solid proposal, um, and then working out how to do it. The, the issue, of course, is that the, the validators who voted yes to this latest 150K proposal, they have the power. So they're going to be very anti-merge, I would suspect. 
Yeah, so I actually run the near same poll as you and got the same results. Um, a lot of people are saying that. And going back to the whole two moons kind of theory that Lung Dao is, a lot of people have said a lot of things. And now a lot of people are actually backtracking on what they said and how they feel about things because of the audit. But during that whole time, I always said, instead of listening to someone like Fat Man, who is just some kind of sick shadow paid by whoever to sit and specifically fud something intentionally um, or wait for the actual audit to get the truth of what happened and actually get it, the data to support everything. And, and now sitting where we are, I really do feel like the LUNC community is just seriously fed up and they just want to see movement forward and, like we voted no for this 150k and rebel station for the specific fact of nothing's outlined we don't need rebel station because terror station was being handed to them on a platter and everything just seems to be backwards it's like we're in we're in, we're in a backwards space right now where everyone's just like no we're going to do it backwards no we're going to do we're going to do complete opposite of that and it seems like we want to you know cut our noses off to spite ourselves it's it's very strange. But this whole idea of merging now is, yeah, it's becoming more accepted and, and more people are actually talking about it. But realistically, like I said earlier, everybody needs to not say when merging, but how merge. How do you merge what are two identical clone blockchains with yeah. an identical validating system? And how would the voting power go? How would the lunk be crushed down? And, you know, there's so many things and the independence and, we need, as horrible as it is to say, we need a leader. Lord Daquan. <laughs> I think I think what what caused the switch in the community's mind towards um, the merge was the idea of Daquan uh, possibly being innocent of all of the accusations. So you know, people were trying to run away from him because they thought he stole all of this money. So when people start to realize that this dude might be innocent and, and it's looking like that for, say, 90%. So the community, you know, started actually listening to what um, Long Dao has been saying for all of this time. And um, it's, well, it, it's, I, it's I, making I sense. I, I haven't been able to con convince Doe yet of the merge. So uh, we're going to have to really get our shit together for that to happen. So yeah. not a question of, um, you know, Lunk used to be in the position of power. It used to be like, why should, why should we let Doquan merge with us? But now it's much more like, how, how the hell do we convince Doquan to give us mercy? It's, it's flipped entirely. The, the apprentice, Lord Doquan, has become the ruler, and we are the beggar in his court, begging at his feet, please, Lord Doquan, please do not execute me. Please allow me a place within your palace. And and by the way, I I, I correct your attitude on one thing. I think it is not the but order. In, well, my, in my opinion, he doesn't have the palace as well because uh, after the first crime. Hey man, I was speaking. I was going to correct one thing you said, and that was I don't think it was the audit that changed people's minds. It was the lunk price going down and the terror rebels exploding. That was the change. It was like, oh fuck like looking around like oh oh maybe we're not so strong alone after all oh 
And then they suddenly looked at Lord Dokon there, staring mercifully at them. Oh, maybe, maybe Lord Dokon can save us. Mm, sorry about the, the words earlier. Sorry about saying we were, we were going to put you in jail earlier, Lord Dokon. I didn't mean, I didn't mean that. It was merely a joke. Please save us. I swear he was the first ass I wanted to whoop, man. But now he's, you know, I realized that he he's, he he has the crown, you know. So now I need to whoop classes ass. I actually thought of Happy Catty for a while, but you know, Happy Catty, you know, he has his situation, and uh, he seemed like a nice guy. He talks soft, you know. I like people that talk soft, even if they can be Judas sometimes. So Happy Catty, hope you don't prove me. Right, you know, so now Classy is going to catch the ass whooping. That's guaranteed. Uh, Look down, you need to set up the date, man. You're still backtracking, man. I need you on this shit. I think um, the quintessential essence of the merge is going to be not FUD, but fun. And I think on the Merge DAO New Year's Eve party that we're holding in London, which all open Merge supporters are invited to, by the way, with an open bar, um, I think that'll be a really good time to decide collectively, not on spaces, but in person, what the best way to go about this merge is. Because seeing each other face to face is going to be different. And I think then we'll really be able to pick a leader. And Dokon has said that he's coming. So, <laughs> I mean... <clears throat> I don't want to get anyone too excited, but it's going to be really good. And if you care about the merge, then you should be coming. To be honest with you, I'm uh, like 50-50 on this match because how we can trust for someone who's collapsed the, the, the market before uh, as Dokuan do, do for, for uh, people. Uh, Dokuan didn't yeah. crush the market. SBF shorted uh, Luna oh, and UST and destroyed yeah. everybody. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't do anything. about this, but anyway, even look at the moment how the the Luna coin is performing, and you want to merge with that coin, uh, which obviously for me is make like nonsense. You, you look on the bigger pictures. I respect this, uh, but uh, for me, on the end, anyway, that will be collapse. Or will be happen the similar situation as uh, Terra Rebels when obviously they, they get the opportunity to uh, get 150k and just pff, fucked off. All right, so everybody is here for money. You know what I mean. I've noted down your name, and you won't be included in the merge. You're going to be left out. So thank you for letting us know your position. No, I'll just tell you my word. You know, I don't need to be in your community. I've watched the both community for a long time. Uh, what I what I want to say is the is the fact what I was seeing through I don't know maybe last seven months include the both projects. It's not like I'm on Terra, Terra uh, Rebel side or yours. I'm just between that and looking on on the promises from the both sides. What's going to happen? The influencers say us uh, oh, thousand pump uh, coming coming soon, and obviously the the loans is dumping, and uh, you try to merge with Luna, which obviously. How how we can get the, the the trust from the other people, new investors, bring them to to the project which was fallen like year before? I don't want to be disrespectful to you, my friend, but you are officially blacklisted from the New Year's Eve merge style party because mm -hmm. I fear that you might come and spread that negativity, and that's yeah. not a vibe that anyone wants on New Year's Eve. 
there's a devil. If you blame me, you blame me for my negativity when obviously I'm trying to look on the point how it looks like. So you try to tell me like stay up positive, for example, and believe in the Luna to hit ten ten dollar per coin, yeah. But we're not living in the castle in the dreams, you know. What are you talking look, about, man? Like, what, what, like what is the you here for? You here for I'm trying to find the the the, the answers on this. Like, are you here to make money or something? I don't understand. For me, this is all about community. It's about fun. It's about getting to know each other. It's about having a laugh in spaces. It's about building cool things together. For Happy Caddy, it's about art and, and doing various things. You know, his lunk penguins. For me, it's about making people laugh and smile and spirituality and life coaching and all of these things. It's about art and crafts. It's about tapestries and mosaics and different types of watercolor art. It's about encouraging all of these things in the community. Making money is like the least of my concern. So for you to come in here and talk about the price of Luna or something like that, that shows that you are a person devoid of soul. And I'm worried about you. And that's why you've been blacklisted from the Lunk community party and why you should never be involved in the merge either. Lunk Dao, Yangulamala, and the Thousand Fingers and his redemption. Again, I invite you to reconsider. All people deserve a chance for redemption. Oh, this is only the current state in this moment. He can he can be redeemed at any point so long as he changes his attitude. The invitation, the outstretched hand is always open. Even if I'm completely vicious and violent and rejecting and ostracizing, my heart is still open if his changes in the next moment. Rico, all you need to do is say you love Lord Do Kwan. Then everything will go away and you can join us in this palace of peace. No, it's not about this because, like you say, you try to uh, put me on the blacklist and say, like, I'm living for the money. No, uh, I will not agree with that. I'm fully respect your your passion with this community and this project, like others. But looking on the time when obviously we're building, you try to build something strong for so many years and make the people happy. So how you will do it when obviously on the next side, they say they, they play in similar team because we talk about like the both tech, uh, Terra community and they, they, they do uh, backwards. They work for money and you for dreams. Rico, take the knee and kiss the ring. Just take the knee and kiss the ring and it will all just go away. Yep. Four words. I love Doquan. I never meet the guy to say if I love him or no, you know. I was, I was, I was looking. I was involved in the previous project as well, and was impacted. Oh me. man, the but price is going to just keep going down to zero at this at this rate. We're not getting anywhere, Bruce. Yeah, I but like I said, you see, like I'll try to look in you, you know, and find for some uh, like good news and uh, future future points, which obviously can can keep this community strong, but. I would say last four months on 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 the long was was madness, you know. It was like someone said before, it was different uh, information being put on it on the Twitter than uh, obviously was happened. That's why I'm I'm today here because I'm looking for some some answer, you know. I'm I'm just like tired of reading the the, the different stuff which obviously been put in life. Mm. Do you accept Lord Doquan as your savior or not? My friend, I'm my savior. He doesn't give me a penny. He doesn't, uh, he never said. I've removed him. I think we'll just do that simple question in future. 
to ask him or ask anyone if they accept Lord Doquan as their savior. If it's a no, then just come back another time when your heart opens. Maybe when life has crushed you enough, when you've hit that breaking point, maybe after a divorce or the loss of great <laughs> financial wealth or whatever, something needs to happen for you to be open. You know, some your heart has been hardened and needs to be chiseled down by life so it opens up so you're ready to embrace the power and the grace and the reverence of Lord Doquan. But until then, get the fuck out of my space. My body is ready. Anyway. <laughs> now, um, hey, um, what about like, since um, Terror Rebels is like clearly not like the best or the most welcome in the room. Um, what about post this scenario? What about if we fork Luna Classic and like rename it and everything and bring everybody over there well would that you, even make sense maybe not but you know one of the beautiful things that lord doquan is doing he's building a thing called feather and the idea with feather is to make creating blockchains and running blockchains and getting to economic security as easy as possible so the way i've described this before and i'm not massively technical um but but to to give an analogy Do you remember when the internet first came around and websites first came around? How would you make websites? You'd have to use a text editor, maybe Notepad or something like that. You'd have to manually code out the HTML and later, the, you know, the CSS or PHP or whatever. And you'd have to do that manually um, in a raw text ed editor. And then you'd deploy it in a browser and hopefully it would work or not. And then you'd go back and edit more and more and more. And then with time, we got to visual editors, things like Adobe Dreamweaver, and other things where you could move things with your, your mouse, like a visual editor, where you could do it on, on visuals rather than the code. So the code was in the back end. You couldn't necessarily see everything that was happening. Maybe you'd have two sides of the screen with the visual side and the code side, and it would automatically create it, right? And then later on, now in, in 2022, you can create a Shopify dropshipping site for e-commerce in about a minute. You can create a WordPress site in a minute. There are all of these websites that make it as easy as possible such that the whole code background has become almost irrelevant to know. Like as a person who wants to create a business, I don't need to know anything about coding. I don't need to know about the technicalities. I don't need to put the, the time and the cost of learning all that stuff and debugging and whatever else. I don't really need to do it anymore. You know, I can keep it simple. And there's a similar thing with, with blockchain technology. Right now to set up validator nodes, to set up a network, it takes a lot of time And it takes a lot of technical competency, right? It's, it's a difficult thing to do, but there's a kind of progression here where it's going to get easier and easier and easier and easier. And the whole idea with Feather, I think, going forward is to make the creation of new blockchains as easy as possible and to make it as easy as possible to run and achieve um, economic security of the blockchains to keep them viable. So that's Lord Doquan's vision. And the cool thing about that will be that we'll be able to create a blockchain of whatever parameters we want almost immediately. Um, so for instance, if the Lunk community start arguing and I'm like, fuck this, I can't be bothered with the arguments, I can just create a Lunk DAO chain with whatever parameters. And you know, me and Sefi and Xerox is and everyone here can have a little percentage of the token supply. And then all of the people I want to save can be saved. And Happy Caddy and the others can come live in my wonderful kingdom together. And you know, we've got rid of all the bad people, the evil people, the greedy people, And we can live in prosperity together in this harmonious new palace, this new blockchain we create. 
And that's the, the possibility that Lord Doquan offers to us, this, this, this new future where we can have our own home created and we no longer need to fight within the same home with these people who don't, we don't really want to share our house, right? We'd much rather have our own house for ourselves. You know, I, I don't want to sit in my sitting room and try to relax for an evening's um, you know, pleasure watching the TV and then have all these weird horses and animals and cockroaches come through my room. No, I'd rather have my friends only or my family. That's what I want. And that's the vision that Lord Doquan offers. Wow, I didn't know about that. Um, to anybody who has knowledge in like Polkadot, is that kind of like parachains? Or am I? Yes? Very similar, yes. Yeah, very similar to parachains. All right. Yeah, I, and I also, I grew up uh, during that time as well where, when you had a text editor and stuff. But apparently you still use a text editor. The developers I work with use them all the time. And I design them. <laughs> no, no. You, I mean, you, of, course, <laughs> of course there's like a need. But the point is, if you're somebody who's naive, right, and doesn't really want to use it, you're able to do it easily with WordPress or Shopify or whatever. Like certainly it's, it has its purposes for various things. But the point is like the the need to navigate the techno and i'm saying need rather than want like the need to navigate all the technicalities and do all that learning has just disappeared so i can only see the visuals you know it's it's and in crypto in general it's like this there's this experience of moving from place to place and having to navigate technicalities and you know bridging an asset back and forth and all of these things in future it's more going to be much more like everything comes to you in one interface yeah, and that's uh, that's great to hear because, like, the adoption rate for crypto in general it's very very high. I mean, very low uh, because of like there's the threshold is so high to like even comprehend like how it works and everything like that. So yeah, the Shopify example is a great way to to make the comparison. Like yeah, I I be also believe in a future where. Um, like blockchain technology is more easily adopted uh, by the users as well. Like, and we will get there eventually. So yeah, uh, I will look that up. The fe feather was it right? Feather. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't given full details, but that's my impression of of where we're going. And it's quite a cool vision because it it's like a a vision where there's infinite progression, right? Like you get closer and closer and closer to making it as easy as possible for the average person to do it. And like, it's very clear what the next step is. It's not like a product which you just design and you like kind of hope people like it and you might make tweaks or something. It's much more like there's a pathway of infinite progression. And that's pretty cool because it's like you can work to make it better and better and better and better and better. And, you know, ideally it's the, the thing that leads the way as well. Is this uh, like, is this Terra's uh, attempt at beating Cosmos to their own uh, race? Because I thought, you know, like the whole thing with interchange staking in Cosmos, like you, you, you'd be doing it from that point. But I think I, I understand correctly that didn't really go too well with the the two point proposal. Officially, officially, this is not a competitor to mesh security or anything Atom's doing. Unofficially, I think the intention is well, I don't know what the intention is, but yeah, Atom. It's very slow. It's a very slow team. Someone else can do the job much better. I think that team is TFL. Is it also backwards compatible? Um, like, 
you know, moving forward once this, you know, once this takes off and, you know, uh, and I guess, uh, you know, Cosmos uh, stakers yeah. can stake their Atom tokens to secure the, uh, yeah. the, uh, the chains. Would, would this allow so the... for Atom stakers to secure um, Terra Classic? So one of the yes. lessons learned from um, the original mess of a code that is like Terra V1 is that uh, going forward, it makes much more sense to have the core chain components easily upgradable with new Cosmos upgrades and then have uh, the feather components and all that, like uh, sort of a separate module that can be upgraded where you don't break the primary core functions of the chain or its upgradability that easily anymore. So that's a, that's a big deal. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that was a lesson that was learned. Uh, and it's one of the reasons why like the Terra Classic chain is so hard to get upgraded properly because um, what people don't understand about like the, the ter Tendermint SDK, it, the basically the code that underlies the um, blockchain that is uh, Terra Classic, for example, is that it's a very old version of the code and updates and upgrades are made, made but because uh, Terra modified the code so much to be able to do the UST Luna burn mechanism, um, it was not produced in such a way that was like clearly upgradable without a lot of work. <laughs> that, that's basically what happened. So uh, one of the things that has to be done with the chain is, um, is these sort of upgrades to get to the latest version of uh, Ignite and the latest version of like um, Cosmwasm and such. Anyway, I don't know all the different like technical difficulties in it, but um, it's apparently harder than it looks because of some of the like uh, customizations. Imagine, uh, yeah, like imagine a custom car. You go and you like uh, take a, you know, a Ford Mustang or a Porsche or something. You put a bunch of fancy shit inside of it. Now you take it to a regular car dealer and they can't like fix it or something because they don't know all these different parts and components you added, right? Um, similar, similar situation. And um, Terra V2 Luna uh, doesn't have this problem. It's basically um, sort of like the latest version of the um, Tendermint Ignite system. And uh, I think they have learned those lessons going forward in terms of how not to, um, like, you know, like create a situation where it's hard to upgrade in the future. So future upgradability is really important. Uh, because they continue to improve things um, in the Cosmos side, even though it takes time. So, like, for example, interchain security and some of those features, you'd want to be able to upgrade to those, even if you're doing the Feather thing, um, for various reasons. So you don't want to, like, lock yourself out of that. Or, for that matter, like, for IBC-related um, IBC related upgrades as well, because that might happen. Uh, so all these little things... Um, modularity is important so that you can upgrade pieces of that um, without breaking the rest of it. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, it does. And the reason for my asking was, you know, uh, like what kind of effects it would have on governance moving forward. You know, if we could, you know, if we could pull in the power, the voting power of Juno stakers, osmosis stakers to override the top 10 validators that have the 70% oh, voting power on, yeah. on the classic chain. So on that, so um, if you add the alliance module, that lets you 
stake um, whitelisted assets, and then you basically divert some staking rewards to those whitelisted assets, but it doesn't give them governance power. So the governance of your chain is always remains in the hands of the the L1, like the Juno Juno chain, and is the top ten with the seventy percent. Yeah, it's it's always by the native L1 asset. It's not by exogenous assets coming in Just and being staked. Sure. Yeah, cool. yeah. So I guess then the best approach to pulling uh, that voting power away would have to be through um, incentivize incentivizing uh, you know new protocols and projects moving forward for you know for the classic chain. Uh, that kind yeah. of put the, put the pressure on anyone who is staking on those validators and not putting it towards uh, you know validators with lower voting power. Yeah, yeah, it's like you'd want to um, whitelist liquid staked Lunk or something like that, so then people can stake it on the Lunk chain on a validator and then still take it off somewhere else and then stick it again a second time mm-hmm. and, uh, on a different chain to get. It's basically then you're just like farming. Um, farming whatever um l1 token rewards are on that on the other chain but i mean the, the whole idea being like you're just trading cash flows so bigger chains of higher market caps um and more somewhat stable prices of their coins in theory in theory they trade cash flows with smaller chains and then so on the smaller chain some of the guys get um get the the um the higher market cap token uh, in exchange for staking, which then leads to like this, this, this cash flow then makes it more economically viable to validate on that chain, and yada yada yada. So it's like improving the economic viability of these little chains, but it always brings a benefit back to the the mother chain. So, um, yeah, this is kind of. I don't think this is exactly how I'd pitch the vision if I was though, but it's like conquering cosmos right becoming what atom should have been that's kind of kind of it i mean i'm not opposed you know to you know to that end result you know i'm just concerned about the like the mercenary nature of the staking rewards and what you know the effects it has on you know individuals that are you know staking just to chase the yield instead of you know staking in order to you know apply their voting power you know it's kind of my concern, and I think you know we're seeing the the consequences of that kind of activity playing out. Something that drives a man mad. Bruce, uh, you still there? Yeah, more or less. Sometimes I yeah. I was trying to figure out if you're still cohesive or coherent. Um, you think that uh, in our new chain we should have a. Uh, a separation between um, sort of delegations and uh, and uh, voting power and such, and the actual yield component. Um, and do you think you're going to personally punish certain people with slashing, depending on what kind of shenanigans they have? So while there is kind of a, so there's kind of a soft dictatorship. What do you think? It would be cool if there's a funny dynamic of some kind. Um, yeah, like I was thinking, I was thinking this, like, let's say, for example, you have a Twitter AMA and everyone that arrives that AMA is given a code or something that's posted at the top. And if you don't punch that code in, uh, at the end of the month or whatever, when the governance proposal or some shit goes on, 
or or maybe like uh, you have to vote a certain way on a certain proposal, like no with veto or something like that. If you don't like punch in the correct code, right, you will get slashed. So that like it ensures participation, and um, it ensures that like uh, the community can then like also do interesting things to punish validators randomly if necessary. That makes sense. That'd be a lot of fun, though. I don't know if it makes mm. sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Things like that are fun. Um, it would also be good to make it more competency-based. Do you remember we were talking about like governance as a game and things like that? That would be quite fun. Um, me and Ears talking about making it. We're, we're thinking about making an NFT set where the the requirement to be able to mint is your IQ and your EQ. So you have to do like an autism test, you know, like that eyes test or something, Sophie. You have to navigate some kind of maze of, of tests uh, of your competency. And then only after that are you allowed a certain class of NFT. You, could, eyes- you know what you could do? You could do the like conditional hypotheticals and other things. Oh, that's what I would. In the, oh. You could do them in the governance proposals themselves, right? Mm, there could be some interesting dynamics potentially there to... Well, you think about this as well. You can have classes of citizen where, where like, for instance, if we have the, the NFT thing, me and Iz were talking about, if you, if you have like a higher IQ or higher EQ, higher emotional intelligence, then maybe you unlock the, the giga brain NFT that triples your, your, your voting power of whatever you have. So if you have one lunk, you vote on behalf of like three lunk. If you have that particular NFT, there are lots of things like that. The idea was like, um, well, I mean, there's lots of aspects to this, but the idea was like the average crypto community is full of idiots. And if you're not careful, you're going to end up in a Twitter space listening to an idiot for three hours for a long period of time. And that's a waste of time. So you need a way to quickly evaluate somebody's competency, somebody's uh, intelligence and ability to navigate new novel situations and and um, be a person who has, says things of worth and can actually achieve things without talking about nothing for three hours. Um, and what better way than that than to to have them navigate some kind of test that evaluates their ability on lots of cognitive measures, not just um, their their raw fluid intelligence, but also their their social competency and other things. And then if they pass that test, it allows them to mint, say, an NFT of a guy with a huge brain. And then if they have that huge brain, they're allowed to come to the speakers panel in a space like this. And if they have a small-brained NFT, they have to sit down in the listeners panel, and only at the very end that they may be allowed to ask one question, but only one. They're not allowed to participate in any form. But maybe this could also extend to governance, Sefi. Maybe, maybe the whole um, small-brain, giga-brain idea could could lend itself to voting power. <laughs> we could have voting power on competency. Maybe listeners can leverage uh, like POAP tokens. You know, I guess you'd call them brain cell tokens, and grow their brains. Uh, to such a point that you know maybe they could be invited to a speaker panel. That, well, you know. example example of one of the votes might be like okay, so you go through and there's like um, a series of questions, and then there's like an image of like the anatomy of a penis or something, and you have to go through and learn the reason for all the different anatomical structures within the uh, maybe the rhinoceros penis or something. And then um, there'll be like a test at the end and that test uh, and your competency in this particular endeavor uh, will reflect the yield for the month or for the week or something. 
Um, so you're really financially incentivized to um, figure this shit out. If at the very least, like learn how to cheat. So you have to ask around and say, hey, I have no clue how to like uh, do this like rhinoceros penis test. Uh, maybe I'll go ask Happy uh, Caddy Crypto and or maybe I'll just go visit his YouTube channel where he covers this stuff every month. Right. And then you can get the secret to the keys to the like, I don't know, rhinoceros penis universe uh, NFT or whatever. And you can get that and then you can uh, influence your future yields and things of that nature. I think it's feasible. Like there's got to be a way to make it so that like almost monthly there's a reason to tune in to like different influencers and shit, like build their follower accounts. And, you know, you can sort of cheat your way into getting the right answers to these things, either by like, you know, like keeping up on Twitter or keeping up on YouTube or something and reward that kind of thing. Cause you can't just like give out money to teams and stuff. Cause obviously there's like a bunch of dimwits who'll like half of which will say, well, you paid too much 150 K to these, uh, discord moderators and then you'll have other times when it's like oh well you know like ten thousand dollars is too little and then you know nobody's going to do discord moderation if you don't pay enough or whatever it is so none of that shit works so at the end of the day it's like you'd have to create um mechanisms to benefit these people but not like immediately direct financial incentives so that because like at the end of the day like nobody feels like no one likes to feel like their money is sort of like being scammed away or given away for something, right? So you need to create incentive schemes that are fun. And um, like, uh, yeah, I mean, and there's no way to like prevent sort of quote unquote cheating entirely, obviously. But if you have to do at least a little bit of information gathering, it might benefit you from the perspective of like, um, um, I don't know, like it might benefit you from the perspective of, like uh, engagement and such. So for example, like let's say the correct choice for your vote for a governance proposal uh, actually in like a multiple choice test would actually have to be the wrong answer. And the only way you'd find out about it is by going to Happy Caddy's web like uh, channel. And, you know, a few people are given the information that uh, is necessary. Like maybe you have to do a scavenger hunt or some shit to find the right answer. And, um, you know, it's like it, it, the obvious answer, which is like, yes, I want to vote for um, every member of the Luna Classic community to win a million dollars. Like, obviously, that's the, the, the dimwit answer. That would be potentially wrong or maybe right, depending on the situation. Right. And like, yeah, it's like a trick question sort of thing. But you'd have to go and like discover the information necessary to get the right right answer. That could be a lot of fun uh, to like take the governance proposal page, which you already have. Right. You don't have to build shit. And you manipulate that shit to make it fun. Um, that could be pretty cool, especially after the Luna Feather thing comes out, and we can sort of like spin up chains and things of our own and um, have these neat interactions. That could be like, I think that's going to be the next big fun. I can't wait till all that stuff comes out. It's mm-hmm. going to be cool. The only thing I will say, Sefi, is that these ideas were, would have been more relevant ten years ago. Now AI is kind of going to kill it. <laughs> anything a human can do like attend spaces or whatever um you can just have your little helper do yeah i mean my helper is powerful but like uh and yeah i might manipulate it, but i don't think most people have access to that technology right i think we'll be okay for a while so you're gonna get an increase in staking yield which is going to power more ai computation computational power which is going to handle more staking yield and you're just going to be in this strange like feedback cycle of infinite power 
and eventually you'll control all the AI in the world. Yeah, that's the goal. Like, isn't everybody? Doing I mean, that? that's what I'm trying to do right now. Being a uh, member of Hollywood, um, I'm a small member. Um, I left the community here. I just wanted to say hi, guys. Um, thank you all for doing what you guys are doing for this community. Um, I lost my whole entire life savings. Back, back a few months ago when the crash happened. So I had to get back with my acting career, get that focused on and get my store focused on because I took all of my marketing. Wait, Liam, Liam t- tell us a little bit more. What happened? Okay, so I invested in 10000 Like, did you, did, did you like lose tons of money on the Harmony yes. Web blockchain? So I lost $10,000 that I originally put in. Um, I did go ahead and cash out um, right there, right about $4,892 all said and done when I cashed out um, because I took all of my marketing money from my store to put into Luna that was going up. And then all of a sudden the crash had happened with, you know, Bankman and everybody else that had happened. So I left. Um, I didn't know what to do, didn't know what to do with my life, um, got kicked out of a movie set due to the fact is I had too much stress thinking what to do, how to do it, how to get things done the right way again. So I decided to step away from everybody in the community and I decided last month to go ahead and put everything that I could right now and watching everything that's going on with the governance system and with it trying to be stabilized with you guys then having all the spud over here where it reminds me of another token that I was in five years ago had the same type Oh, wait a minute. Uh, FUD over um, what, Liam? Which, which how everybody was which? fighting with everybody and bringing up, oh, I'm going to burn this. Um, let's do this. Let's get into here and here. Let's do the suppression. Are you, are, you, are you referring to the Luna Classic coin or the Our Luna coin? coin? Luna Classic. Just for, uh, with, uh, with a lot of the FUD Luna. people. So you bought a lot of with Luna. The, the FUD people that are coming in at you guys and saying that we're worthless, we're not going to be worth anything. It's dividing a lot of people. A lot of people aren't understanding what to vote for because they're not reading it. They're just thinking about money like what you guys were saying earlier because I was listening about that. Um, so they're not actually here to invest in the long term and make a goal of becoming a... Liam, Liam might, I, might I recommend yes. something for you? Um, you could put out a proposal uh on the luna classic blockchain um suggesting that for reparations for this mischief you get paid a hundred thousand dollars worth of lunk tokens and the way things are going this would probably work you would get paid okay so i came back to the community to try and help everybody and um, try to help rebuild and help rebuild my life at the same time for what may happen 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Um, so what I do with my profits that I have been doing lately with everything that I've been earning and getting off of and staked of different areas, I've been helping a teen outreach center. So to me, this isn't just for me. This is also for them because I came down that road and I've seen a lot of teenagers that have no families. Liam, go ahead and add that to the proposal as well. It might pull okay. on some, like it may inspire people. So I perhaps. came back to try to help out the community. Um, I'm now moving up to the B list from the D list. Um, I've been offered five different roles, and now I'm signing contract with Sony Pictures next week down here in Atlanta, Georgia. So I'm thankful for what you guys are doing. Um, 
What kind? What kind of? What kind of roles would you like to do? We talk. About um, I do more action, action like right saying? now. Um, if you look up called the NIN or the Nineteenth, um, you guys can look my name up. Add me to Facebook if you guys want to. Um, you guys will be able to see everything that's going on. Everything is open and public right now. I'm also working on a Hallmark movie as well, besides a horror movie. That is a Liam. Liam, you know what I. Like, uh, if I may, uh, if you don't mind, like, if if I may make a suggestion, you seem like the kind of guy who would do great in a movie about people that travel to, like, Bangkok, Thailand, and uh, they train their entire lives in order to fight in a big match, like a kickboxing match, uh, to the death. Um. And the winner takes all of the honor and all of the magic. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's for you. Like, maybe we need to send a few messages to Hollywood and get this made for you specifically. I, I kind of see you in this role. Does it? Does that? Yeah. Does that resonate so with you? one of my trainers is actually Robert. Um, he is actually the commando from Rambo. He's actually out of British Columbia, Canada. So he's worked directly on all the Rambo sets. So that's actually who I'm being trained by as a stunt actor on that side. Beforehand, um, I had small roles as law enforcement, military, and now I'm going up for a new Jamie Foxx movie. So, and that will be Mike Tyson, the new movie. Liam lost everything, but did it all to get it <laughs> that's back. That's what I'm. One man, one wallet. Two chains, one merge. And that is awesome. So I've been listening to you guys. I've been watching what's been going on. Um, I will go ahead and invest a whole lot more money back into our community again. Because I do believe you guys are going on the right direction. Now that we can get away with a lot of other people being out of the system. And the only thing that I had a question about is, like, um, you guys were talking about the government system and about people voting. Now, is there a different way to get rid of the validators who are there who are only there for slow play and for their money payout and not about helping the community and not about helping become part of the family and building? Mm. Um, you, I think the only thing you can do really is like try to convince um, people to undelegate with some of the freaky actors and then have them uh, move their funds elsewhere. But I, I don't know of anything else that you could do uh, if you're upset about a particular uh, validator or something I'm, like that. Yeah. I guess you could have a governance proposal to like kick a validator out of the network. I'm not sure if that's a thing. Uh, but that might be a first because time if we don't have the right people that are in there that are just accepting every single thing that they want, but not actually building for you guys and building for the community, then in my opinion, those people should not be a voting power per se. Yeah, Bruce would know about this. Bruce, uh, do you have any comments? I uh, lost contact with reality. Oh, never mind then. Ayers, uh any thoughts on this uh, theory? Um, yeah. Don't, don't, feel the need, don't feel the need to answer me. You can say the same as me if you like. 
no, I do have an opinion. I think it's not a very strong opinion. Um, and it's not Wait, is, is it based on the kickboxing movie <laughs> or on something else? Uh, well, we can talk about that too. Um, you know, going to fight in front of the king of Thailand in Bangkok is pretty, pretty out, you know, um, prestigious. Yeah, to be made of pretty strong stuff. It's about, you know, Thai boxing is about not budging when you get teeped in the chest by a small man made out of sinew. Uh, and he will not flinch. He will not show pain. He will not show any kind of um, weakness whatsoever. And if you get swept, if you end up on your ass, everyone in that stadium is going to laugh at you. So you have to be able to take that. Now, on the governance point, the problem with um, giving the ability to like censor and kick validators out of the set is... This is now like, well, it's a censorship thing. It's how do we determine which validators are right and wrong? It's a social consensus thing. I mean, to be honest, social consensus is pretty much everything on these cosmos chains. Um, I mean, you even saw it with os- osmosis. They were like, oh, fuck. Um, shall we blacklist a bunch of addresses that are associated with um, tornado cash? you know what should we do what should we do it's like oh you know lawyers lawyers so um i mean the unfortunate reality is i guess this this stuff is always going to be like down to social consensus so if there's one unpopular validator i mean someone could figure out how to get them out of the active set yeah but is that what you'd want to be used against you if you were running a validator yourself probably not so i don't know so, I mean, I just want the chain to be able to flow the right way without, I know there's still going to be some drama within our chain and within the community, but it seems like a lot of the Twitter space is trying to have all this FUD against us instead of actually coming together. So I would just kind of yeah. think about that. Yeah. It's like, how do we incentivize, like what behavior do we want? We want people to delegate equally across a, vi- a wide variety of reliable validators. So how do you incentivize people to do that? You could probably create some sort of a scheme using the Oracle pool. <laughs> we can raid the Oracle pool for some cash and we can uh, hand it out to people if they click a button which re-delegates across the top 30 validators instead of the top like two. Uh, I don't know, something like that. Right. So I was just kind of curious about how that actually worked with you guys. Um, instead of also paying people to per se go on social medias and be your influencers, I do have three people who wouldn't even mind not being paid that are part of some major corporations who would go on social medias for you guys when the time is right as well. Because they believe in the whole entire cryptocurrencies. They believe in the way that it's supposed to go and what's going to happen eventually in the next 5 to 15 years of the cash flow going away and it becoming nothing but um, decentralized and centralized chains instead of using money per se. So Liam, uh, you would basically show like Luna or Lunk tokens during your movie. 
Now, see, I could do that for my movies that I'm currently working on as an executive producer. But when it comes to other movies, um, we actually would have to buy into their marketing aspect for what they call placement. So if we want placement, um, some Hallmark movies, some other movies cost anywhere from 500 to like $2,000. I mean, it's not too here's, here's, here's what I'm thinking, Liam. What you could do is like, you'd be like, hey, guys. I want to pay for uh, my movie ticket with Luna Classic coins. So you could do this thing where it's like you like just um, like just introduce this into the show somehow. Right. Make it sound like it's like crypto hip or something. Right. Like it's not like you are really shilling the coin. It's just part of the plot. Right. 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 I get you. Okay. That that would work too. We could put that in a tiny bit of the script. Coming up, um, we do have a movie, The Nineteen. Um, that I could probably introduce in that small film. Um, it is like Jason Bourne meets The Contagion. We have got it sold to Netflix, and now we are working on worldwide distribution with AMC at this current moment. So, rock on, man! Keep on rocking. So I don't. This know. always sounds like a lot of crazy talk to me. It just sounds like crazy talk. <laughs> where did the Thai boxing come into this? I didn't. I didn't hear the whole conversation. Uh, action movies. Uh, Liam's an actor, uh, and he's been in some action work. Uh, from what I gather, he's been trained by the gentleman that trained uh, Sylvester Stallone and others for Rambo, the movie. You've seen that. Yes, and uh, a very cool character for Rambo. Oh, you were you in Rambo too, Liam? The, no, the main actor for Rambo. Who was actually Sylvester Stallone for the Vietnam era that was fighting against him? Yeah, I still have a red bandana that represents my love for Rambo. Uh, periodically, I run around with it uh, just to kind of like rep the brand, the Rambo brand. It's really cool. I mean, I will. If come- Sylvester Stallone went to Thailand to fight in front of the king in Bangkok, you get his ass handed to him on a platter. You get battered. You get chopped down like a big tree. They'd kick his legs until they were purple, and then he'd fall over, and he wouldn't be able to get up again. That's what would happen if Sylvester Stallone went to fight in the King's uh, King's Arena in Bangkok. I don't know. He's pretty good. I mean, I am working for him right now for season two of Tulsa King. If you guys look up Tulsa King, the series, brand new series that came out. We've already got a. Uh, Five episodes for the first season, and we have got three episodes for the second season that we are shooting right now. So, all the details that you just gave makes it feel like this is more of a manifestation thing than like a real thing. Because you know, when people lie and they like give you way too many details, that's the vibe that I'm getting. Oh no! Sorry, go, if that's not go, the case. No, go to Google, type my name in, and put actor next to it. Okay. I'm doing that right now. I've got vibrate on my phone, but I'll leave my mic on so I can you can hear. Yeah, type my name and put. Can anyone, can anyone become an actor, or do you need to be a special kind of person? Um, anybody can actually start off. The way that I started off ten years ago was a background. Then I became a featured background. Then I became a small principal role, and then I became a supporting lead. So right now I'm a supporting lead, working my way up to the complete lead right now. 
So anybody can actually do it. Um, you just got to watch out whose classes you want to take. A lot of these people that are out there in the world that say, take my class, take my class, are like not legitimate. Uh, Liam, uh, could you maybe like teach us like, I'd like to know how to do kind of an action hero voice, right? Bruce complains that I am unable to get into an acting uh, mode. I'm unable to do any like good voices. Could you like recommend a strategy for me? Um, there are different areas that you can go on, especially on YouTube. Um, if you type in Steven Seagal acting, um, he's got a couple of different videos on there as well for voice acting. Um, Chris Martin also has a couple. Um, there are a couple of different voice actors that I'm actually currently working with with this new film. Because um, the one that I'm trying to do is Jamie Lee Fox. It's you're listening to Fight Night downtown Las Vegas. We are coming to you live broadcast from the Hilton Hotel. This is Fight Night. Mike Tyson versus Trevor Burbick. Everybody's talking about Trevor Burbick. And everybody's talking about Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson this, Mike Tyson that. But nobody's really giving him the credit yet can the boy king become the boy king can mike tyson actually knock out trevor burbick tonight or is trevor burbick gonna knock out mike tyson we'll find out tonight fight night stay tuned that is my exact movie they want me to hype it up but they have told me to watch my other documentaries on the original movie and on the original fight so they want me to be more like, you're listening to Fight Night, downtown Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So I'm actually going to be the other announcer with Michael Bubble. I will be Michael Bubble's assistant. So I'm actually having to be Davison. And he's been a big broadcaster and announcer for 45 years. I'm trying to give him justice. Right now, um, my personal opinion, the director and producer loves it. But in my opinion, it's not good enough is how I feel of my hype on how I'm saying it. So I'm working on that correctly right now. I thought his name was Michael Bublé this whole time. Yes, Bubble Bublé. I mean, the way he pronounces it, the way it's spelled is different. So if you're European, people call it different. I'm backwoods, hillbilly. I'm actually from Mississippi originally, I'm just saying. So like people in Oklahoma call Miami, Oklahoma, Miami, but it's spelled Miami. Just like Miami, Florida, Miami, Florida, you know, different people have said it differently. You know what I mean? Yeah, I used to say Arkansas. So someone was like, you mean Arkansas? <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, people still think everybody's fighting out there like cowboys and Indians. I mean, it's quite a quite amusing out there. So, is cowboys and Indians really an appropriate thing to say? I mean, it's twenty twenty two. We don't say that sort of stuff anymore, Liam. Well, you would not be surprised across the whole entire world how many people think in America over here in the Midwest that they are still really honestly fighting. People even in New York, Vermont, Connecticut still think they are fighting out here. Hold on. Is that true? That is actually facts. That is 100%. Are they fighting? Are they fighting? No. I thought all the Indians lost. I thought they were gone. No. Um, actually, in Oklahoma, three quarters of the state, there are 77 counties. 
but in all reality, there are only now 11 counties in the state of Oklahoma, if you look it up, and it has all been given back to the reservations now into the tribes because there's a peace treaty that comes out of effect in 2029 from the federal government along with these Indian nation tribes within the state. So instead of them saying, well, we don't know what they're going to ask us of, and they don't know what they're going to ask the government for. So now instead of doing a new peace treaty, the federal government, if you actually look it up, true facts, has given the native tribes back their land in Oklahoma. But people from around the world still think people are fighting, just like people up in New England. I mean, some people even in California thought people were still fighting in New Mexico, Texas, and Oklahoma. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Wait, they're not? Heck no. That's why we go over there. We spend our money on the casino. Come on now. There's casinos. 90% of all casinos in the U.S., are owned and operated actually originally now by a tribe instead of by a private entity. The Cherokee Nation and the Choctaw are the biggest ones and the whole entire United States that own a lot of the casinos. Liam, how do you know all this? Do you like read a lot or something or? Yes. And what I do for work um, for advertising and marketing, um, we have to contact a lot of different people for different movies and find out if they're willing to fund us or give any type of proposition for us within their casinos, allow us to film in their casino for a movie or an advertisement for them as well. So I'm just a geek. I look up numbers. I look up facts. I fact check things like 15, 20 times before I will put something full heartedly into anything anymore. Liam, have you ever walked out your front door? Mm, not being totally sure if you'd locked the door and then gone back to double check to see if it was locked. Yes, I have many times. Like you find it happens daily or once a week or something like that. Uh, twice, three times every other month, maybe. I I don't actually have to stay in my house right now. I'm on the road traveling in a hotel, so I don't have to worry about that right now. So, One thing I wanted to bring up earlier, Liam, you mentioned Steven Seagal. And one thing I noticed about Steven is his hair. Um, it doesn't look like normal human hair, and it seems like he's coloring it in. He's almost like he was thinning and thinning and thinning. And then he had a bunch of grafts and a bunch of like transplants and stuff, but then it wasn't working. So now he's just resorted to coloring on, coloring in his head. Well, see, um, a lot of people think that's what's actually going on with a lot of actors. But also, if you actually look this up, a lot of actors are doing the anti-aging. So they're going in for cosmetic surgeries. They're going in for Botox injections. They're going in for different treatments to make themselves look 10, 15, 20 years younger. I don't know if you guys have seen um, Mr. Harrison Ford or not here lately. He looks 15 years younger than he really is. Wow. Um, let me ask you this. Since you travel a lot, so you, you're going from like hotel room to hotel room or sets and things like that. And, yeah. um, you know, it's like you've got to have this sort of migratory lifestyle, right? Um, have right. you ever seen in the bookstore where they have these like really interesting geometric pictures of like, I don't know, flowers and lions and things. And there's like tons of little like 
sections you can color. You know what I'm talking about? Like, do you do you like to pass the time no. with these types of coloring books? Do you think that would be a good way to reduce like the anxiety of the travel? Um, the way that I actually do the anxiety of the travel is I go work out or I go into having a different fitness run. Um, I'll sit around, meditate and listen to some spiritual music or I will listen to some native tones. So the best meditation music I found so far is from the Lakota. So Lakota people have an amazing, amazing tone for opening your mindset and to help you meditate and relax. Mm, maybe you can provide a link up top uh, if you know how to do that to okay. the Lakota tribe. Um, is it like a kind of like the, like, you know how like, hindu people say om and things like that is it something like that it kind of is but it's more of a indian flute as well um the different drums are going there they have the different rain sounds on top of everything all together pitched into one area mm. yeah try the coloring books too they're pretty they're pretty good i mean i've not done that in like 12 years 14 years but everybody's telling me that I need to get into this NFT type thing and start drawing my art once again. Yeah, I, I might uh, buy your NFTs if you produce some. The market is dumping, Sefi. I'm scared. What happened? We just we just went down like two hundred dollars in Bitcoin in a second. Yeah, I've had enough. Fuck, fuck all of this. That's why I've been watching the whole market system the last 47 and a half hours, 48 hours now. And I've been watching everything going down. Did you sleep? Yes. We barely get like three hours of sleep every day now. Um, because if you were on a set, okay. All right. So let me actually tell you how it works. So as a background person, okay, you are there required to be there for 12 hours a day. As a lead, you're required to be there anywhere from 10 to 16 hours a day. I'm what's in the producer and director side. Sometimes we're there for 14 or up to 20 hours a day. You will sleep when you're dead. <laughs> I'm just saying that's the way the directors all tell you. And what downtime you get, you better shut your eyes. All right. We have an hour to three hours to shit, shower, shave, take a cat nap, and back up and do it all over again. It's good money, I mean, um, wrong, but sometimes your body needs to adjust, or you can have a heart attack or a stress attack. And how does that make you feel? In one word, I wouldn't even know how to put it all into one word. Hmm. I guess you could just make a sound like. Instead of a word, you could just make a I mean, sound. Of... It's more like emotionless sometimes. Makes you feel hollow inside. Yeah, sometimes it actually does because it depends on who's yeah. working with you, who you're with, and what dumb people are not understanding mm -hmm. of what they need to do. Because... Yeah, when stupid idiots come onto set, they yeah. just because... they mess it all up, don't they? They will do it over and over and over so that way they get mm -hmm. to stay longer. And okay, so one shot can anywhere be from an hour and a half to four hours for a two minute video clip of that one. Yeah. So sometimes take up to 
8 to 12 hours for one scene if somebody keeps messing it up. Yeah, that's just bloody ridiculous, that. Mm. Makes me angry. It's a waste of time. That's why it takes some movies a year to four years to actually come out. Liam? Yes? Can I ask you a question? Yep. I have always considered myself to be somewhat of a good actor because I'm always acting in life and playing different roles and doing stupid things on Twitter spaces or whatever else. But I've never actually tried properly acting. How would I first get into it or try it? Uh, my background has always been like business and um, I lived as a, a Buddhist monk for a while and I've done various things, but I've never tried anything similar to acting, but I'm kind of attracted to it. So um, area how would I can get one for like actorsaccess.com or mycastingfile.com. Those are two different sites to go to to apply for either background. Um, you can do video shoots or you can be even a main principal role or a featured role. It just depends on what they have open at that time. But if you mm. get into a major TV series and try out for a background that may become a featured spot, and if you get a featured spot, most of the time you will get a supporting lead if you have at least five or more lines. So you can actually go on to even Facebook casting calls, uh, say like Florida, Georgia, New York, California. Um, there's a lot of them over in Scotland. 65% of American movies right now are going to Scotland and England because it is cheaper. Okay, that's good news. That's good news. Because you guys over there are willing to give yeah. 2% tax when Oklahoma oh. and the U.S., Oklahoma is the cheapest one in the whole entire U.S., and they are 10.2% tax. So California is 42%. Atlanta, Georgia is 31%. New York is 21.9% tax. That's not including film mm. permits city film permits, state film permits. But the UK has opened their doors, and so has Turkey to us, and it's like, hey, come shoot your movie here for 2% of your movie of tax. We will allow you to shoot here. And you guys don't make us pay twenty dollars to $100,000 for a location. In the U.S., just to use somebody's personal house, they are asking anywhere from five to $50,000 per day to have a movie shoot done there. They can't even be grateful to say, hey, we'll let you use it for, like, say, $2,000 a day. Ooh, I just thought about something. I, it'd be, um, maybe I'll have someone shoot a movie at my house. I mean, Hey, uh, Liam. Rat. No. I'm asking the question. What I wanted to ask Liam is for somebody brand new who's never acted before, do I need to take classes or do I need to? Because what I'm wondering about is not necessarily how to act, because I think I could probably do that pretty well. But do I need to learn the lingo of directors and how film sets work and stuff like that? Like, is there a language I need to learn for it? That was the main curiosity, I think. Or, you know, like, I suppose you need to start to learn about how cameras are positioned and, and things like that. Like there might be things that aren't necessarily intuitive for somebody brand new, even if you are a good actor, naturally you need to unmute yourself. 
Oh, yes. Um, there's a Bible that I can send you. Is what we call the Bible. It is every lingo that you would need to know from being a extra all the way to becoming a producer. You can take classes. It depends on who you take classes with. Same thing with your pictures. If you do not have a list of 12 different top New York, Hollywood, Georgia people in the U.S., they won't work with you. I can give you a list of verified people to work with and actually have help you. But if you can act, you can go on those actorsaccess.com. You can go on to the My Casting File area. You can go onto Facebook and find the casting calls and the different places where you're from and actually apply for those spots. And they will send you a script to read and have you do a dialogue on the camera. And then they will let you have that part from there. That is how I got started. I got started just messing around with doing a voiceover act because I was trying to do Roger Rabbit. So that has been my main focus because Who Frame Roger Rabbit comes back out in two years. Awesome. Remind me those websites. So, um, yeah, remind me them, the A names of them. Actorsaccess.com, yep. backstage.com, mm -hmm. my casting file dot com mm -hmm. and then what's the the bible thing called um it is called production bible i can directly send you a link directly from there from a major new york producer on that that'll be good yeah awesome because I, i'd like to, um i did uh, what i did a while back liam i said i narrated audiobooks i've done a few audiobooks so i'm not unfamiliar with with things like voiceovers and narration and stuff like that but i've never actually tried proper acting as in screen acting that's why i'm more the horror guy and more the law enforcement guy because those are my type of roles where i know i can do those but for a voiceover um my voice pitch you have to be 100 percent. you know how that is you have to be 100 percent perfect for anywhere from 45 minutes directly to two and a half hours my voice will go up and down between like 15 to 18 minutes. So I'm trying to work on my vocal area for not smoking anymore and raising my voice further up. Because sometimes my voice actually goes in and out for a set. So that's when I'm still learning how to grow further to become higher up on the list. I find that anything is fun when you bring a toy with you. Um, and when I'm listening to these spaces, I'm normally playing with a toy. Uh, I assume that you'll do as well. Merge Dow, what's your favorite toy to play with while on Twitter spaces? I find this question disrespectful, so I'm going to kill this space now. Okay. It was great to talk to you all, though. Um, nice to meet you, Liam, as well. And very interesting about the acting stuff. Um, I think the next week involves the big brains of Lung coming together and putting together a merge proposal to try and save this blockchain. And if anyone has any good ideas about the tokenomics of how that might work or the exact mechanism, then feel free to message me. I'm open to ideas. Um, I'm quite curious about how to combine the two communities now, because after recent revelations, it might be the best way forward. It actually started as a joke about two months ago, but it's kind of becoming a reality. And it's almost like the punchline of the joke is to make it real. So that's quite beautiful. But yeah, if you have any ideas, um, send them my way. 
I'm kind of curious how we can solve this mess and come up with a, a cohesive, unified vision for Lunk um, and maybe the uniting of the two blockchains because we need some some core thing for us all to get behind. I think it's it's the lack of vision, the the recent events, you know, this 150k to Discord moderators and whatever else has lowered the trust in the blockchain. And now's the opportunity in the chaos for somebody to stand up and really come up with a cohesive plan that we can all get behind. So that's the opportunity. If you can help in any way, wonderful. Um, appreciate awesome. it. Economics as well. So, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill the space now. So thank you everyone for attending. Um, nice to meet you, Liam. Thanks for coming, Madman and others. And uh, I love you all. Love and kisses. Remember to kneel beside your bed tonight and pray to Lord Do Kwan. And remember, if you're ever in distress or some kind of emotional anguish, whether you've been broken up with by your boyfriend or girlfriend, or whether maybe you're being chased by a bear in the woods or something like that, some kind of untoward situation, no matter the situation, if you utter the word Lord Do Kwan, he will always appear. He will always descend from the sky and protect you. Remember that. Buy just one lunar and utter his word and you'll forever be under his protection. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Merge Dow Q&A, recorded on Monday, December 19th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. When I'm ripping and rapping, I ain't picking the bastards who be tricking the masses into getting their asses kicked. Feels like I've been getting my masters. Fuck a pump and double like the income that's passive. Raise up the bar before I fly right past it. I'll be writing rhymes till they put me in a casket. Old man shit, put the lotion on its skin. Then put that shit back in the damn basket like Buffalo Bill, the way I'm ruffling feathers. Snuffing out debt, cut the heads off collectors. Keep a couple heads in a jar as keepsakes. And take the rest and turn them into free bait. Upgrade the feelings, supply the free base Looking all professional, tools in the briefcase Running on empty from gassing up my teammates First one down, let me know how that sleep tastes impossible defending the plausible from end to demonstrable the mission isn't even worried about the clearance running interference till our enemies fear us we're only one disappearance away from a bad day everybody trying to save face on the last day feeling fancy about to pull out the mass eh? drop the eight ball in passing that's so passe i'm getting nasty you cannot put it past me a mix between blasphemy and tuck everlasting feeling like a masterpiece looking like a tragedy trying to get through another day full of savagery getting headstrong from working in the mess hall all hands on deck waiting for our next haul i need the rest got big plans to eject so feed the grass and keep off the kleenex i am interested in magic because i am fascinated with psychology i love to learn about how people make inferences how they draw conclusions and find patterns and information and in particular i'm interested in all that can go wrong uh, how an individual can be led astray by certain cognitive vulnerabilities are exploited. Terror spaces.